Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Pair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Island Boys' favorite football <laughs> podcast. That's right. I'm joined once again by my illustrious producer, Joe Thiessen, and and a special, special nobody guest. else. Nobody so. else. Nobody else. Let's get Just on with the Joe. show. No, I'm joined by our good our good buddy Joel. For the first time in four years, he's on this podcast. Four years. Four years. We've only been doing the podcast for like a year and a half, but it's. I realize how awkward it is for you right now because you want to look at Joe, but you can't without without turning away from the mic. Yeah. So you'll have to you have to be creative with that. I apologize. It's a bit rough, but listen. Uh, number one, it hasn't been four years. Uh, number two. If you talk about the Island Boys again, it might be four years. You don't <laughs> want to talk about yeah. the Island Boys, dude. I am I'm not, I'm not in on that. Not in on that. I'm they all in on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly, man, dude. They are honestly a generational talent. They're yeah. awful. They're I love terrible. Them. I love yeah. them. I love everything about. They've them. changed the way that music is yeah. per se. They've changed the way that we perceive music. I yeah. Think. It's like one of those, we were talking, you know, people that have changed things, like you know, to that extent. Michael Jackson. I'm talking <laughs> oh, yeah. the Rolling Stones. Come uh, on. Cher. Yeah, Cher. You're not doing this uh, right now. Madonna. Madonna. Honestly, honestly, Drake? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran the yeah. biggest sellout of all time. The biggest sellout um, of all time. I feel like Ed Sheeran became everything everyone made fun of him for being. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like when he made multiply everyone's like oh ed sheeran's such a sellout and his fans were like no he's not yeah and then he actually sold out all yeah. the way like yeah completely. i haven't i haven't listened to his new album oh it's it i haven't listened to it either i just listened to those songs that are on the radio okay and they're just so bad Ooh. have you not heard them like i've heard the the, the well that one that goes um that one yeah that's oh. a really bad song yeah that's and then, not good but there, there's another one there's a uh a different one uh and it's also just as bad oh yeah no i haven't listened to it but um i yeah just gonna jump in real quick because this is my podcast oh um, yeah um, <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry we're talking about ed sheeran now? listen no, honestly no, i was what did you want to I was trying to deflect off the island boy thing, so yeah. I was like, "How about we just bring this up?" I feel like we're deflecting and we're not talking about what we should have been talking about. About like, what? We're, the island boys. That's okay. What we were talking about. No, we don't have. Where to talk are they? About the island. Do you know? So what do you? What know? island are they from? I think they're from <laughs> Florida. No, that's not even an island. <laughs> no, they're Caribbean. I think they're Wait. actually Caribbean people. I think they're. I think they lived there. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I have no There's idea. There's no way they're from the Caribbean. So they just, probably are. I feel like those two dudes would be the absolute worst people to hang out with oh, in your life no. ever. I'd love to give it a shot. I love that. Let's get them on the pod. Yeah. Did you know yeah. that dreads, like what they have, that, like those dreads that yeah. they have, they actually stink? Like they don't smell oh, good. Oh, no, yeah, no. Because you, you don't, you don't wash, wash your hair. Yeah, you don't yeah. wash your hair. So you're going to hang out with these stinky boys stinky who have boys. <laughs> who have grills. Stinky boys. <laughs> Come on, guys. Stinky boys. Stinky boys. Boy. boys. And yeah. then they have like these grills in. Yeah. They don't even have their real teeth. And then yeah. they have face tattoos. Like, all right. And how I'm, often do you think they brush those grills? Yeah, they yeah. they are they <laughs> are, are grills definitely like a permanent part of their teeth. Yeah, you can get them. You can get permanent. Like the baby, you know the baby. Yeah, no. he has permanent. Okay, he has permanent grills. Really, um, really. That but, seems like a big investment. Yeah, I know. But uh, I thought babies didn't have teeth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get off. 
get off. All right, get off the podcast. You're, on, you're not on the <laughs> podcast anymore. Uh, no, but this is you know this is the average Joe football show. If you guys haven't, if you guys have not listened before, we're gonna talk about football at some point. Joel's gonna talk a little football. He's gonna bring some fire hot takes because that's what he does when he comes on the podcast. He gives us hot takes, and then late, later on, we're gonna dr- bring in the co-host of the show, Mike. We're gonna talk a little Week Nine. What was an insane Week Nine in the NFL? Just full of. Uh, uh, insanity. Honestly, it was it was a a ridiculous week uh, in the NFL. But right now, you know, every show for those of you that don't know, we like to start off just talking a little banter, talking about non-football related stuff because we have a producer on the show that no matter how much he comes to my house and watches football, he will never pick it up. He can't figure it out. Jo- Ask jo- me something about football right now. Yeah. You right. didn't know what the Buffalo oh, yeah. Bills were last. Quiz week. me. Quiz me right Who- now. Who is the... And make uh, sure it's not like... Okay, don't be like stupid about it as no, well. No, this is the easy <laughs> one. This is the easy one. Uh, who is the Arizona Cardinals starting quarterback? Kyler Murray. Wow! Wow! Do you know who started for them this week? That doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm oh. honestly... I think that's out of his range. I yeah, think well, that's was... 100%. Okay, who is the Indianapolis Colts quarterback? Adam Thielen. <laughs> <laughs> No, but good. That's, I, that's honestly, I I'm surprised you know the name. So I'm gonna give you some points for that. That's kind of close, honestly. It's uh my greatest enemy, but also my friend because I want him to Justin do well. Justin Herbert. Nope. Zach Ertz. Uh, no. Zach Ertz. I Justin love Justin Herbert. No. I love Zach Ertz with all my heart, mind, and soul. Goddard, Dallas Goddard. Nope. <laughs> no, these are just you're, you're doing good with with Eagles related with players. Eagles names. It's Thanks, Carson, Wentz. Carson, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yes, Wentz. yes. I was trying to say that name the whole time. Yeah. Who's no, the starting weren't. quarterback for the Dolphins? Tua Tagovailoa. Yes. Uh, not really though. Who started for them this week? Zach Ertz. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Who? Uh, okay. Set. Where? Set. Let hang on. Let's see. Where do the Jaguars play? Where? Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Man, nice. you have learned a lot because last year, like at work, we would just ask Joe, like, where does this team play? Yeah. And he would yeah. like, we'd be like, where do the Jaguars play? And he'd be like, Los Angeles. Yeah. With straight face. And he wow. would, he would think he was right. Yeah. You've learned a lot. He's yeah. very confident about that. I st- just still like let's not give him too much credit because last week he legitimately had no idea who the Buffalo Bills were. Yes, and they're a I team that did. we've talked about a lot. On I thought you meant the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> hey, well, where do the Raiders play? What the heck? Where do the Raiders <laughs> play? Las Vegas. Wow. Okay. No, I Whoa, think Joe. Has I know like, almost that's everything. No Dude, right, Joe has okay, he's me, improved. Let me give him a hard one here. Oh, yeah. You gotta find a hard one. Okay. Normally we go to baseball teams when we wanna yeah. like give him a real hard no, one. No, I feel like I can find a football one that he won't be able to figure out. Maybe not. Okay, okay. What do, um where do this is probably great co- podcast content, just people playing this game. But <laughs> I love where, it, honestly. Where do where do the Vikings play? Minnesota. Wow. Okay, okay. The Lions? Detroit. Wow. Incredible. The Seahawks. Seattle. <laughs> that My was goodness. All right. Them. The Panthers. Florida. Oh. No, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Carolina. Sorry. Oh, and they redeemed Florida themselves. Panthers is, is the hockey team. Yes. Yeah, dude. you're right. Incredible. The Bengals. Cincinnati. Oh, what? Gosh. Okay, let's go to baseball. Could you Hang do on. every one of them? I could do every one of them. That's crazy. Just, I could. I didn't know you could do this. I'm actually yes. I'm actually impressed. Okay. When it, when I hear when I hear them on loop constantly when I'm when I'm yeah. editing the podcast, it becomes a little easy. Oh yeah. It's just memory though. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Let's can I try a baseball one? 
yeah, sure, I guess, but that's just <laughs> stupid because I don't I don't do a baseball podcast. Yeah, I feel like I could so easily get a baseball one. Oh, it'd be so easy. Okay, uh, the Reds. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> the Reds. The Reds. That's, that's their name. The Reds. Okay, well, that's dumb. I, I know. <laughs> of course, of course, I would have zero clue. They, First of all, they I'm play not a, in the same city as a team that you've already said before. Which team was it? The Bengals. The Bengals. Cincinnati Reds. So yeah, yeah. Cincinnati. What a stupid name for a baseball team. Yeah. Though. Are, are the one that you'll never get. The Mariners. Orlando. Uh, close, but Seattle. It's, it's, okay, <laughs> so yeah, I know. The I know. exact <laughs> other yeah. side of the country, yeah. like entirely the other side. You were in the right country. Yeah. yeah. Well, was I? Yeah, you were. At least Jerk. you didn't say Toronto. So. Yeah. Uh, like, honestly, if we're doing CFL though, just. CFL. Oh, you want to do CFL? We actually have done no. CFL, and I g- I gave him a fake team, and the, and he had to guess which one was the fake team. And I got it right. I got it wrong. Okay, listen, the Red Blacks. Boston. No. <laughs> Boston. 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 The Boston Redbacks. <laughs> you said you, they're the, Canadian, the Canadian football league. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Saskatchewanese or something. <laughs> no, I don't man. Know. No, man. That's the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. Also, this one oh. right here. I got a, I got a trick one for you. Okay. okay. The Elks. I bet you Joe doesn't even know this oh, one. Oh, I know this one 100%. Oh, Joel, dang. come Never on. Mind. I'm a big CFL fan. Edmonton Elks. Yeah, man. Wow, good one. Killer. What, they they just they just changed their name. What was their original name? Ooh. Probably something racist. Sure yes, hundred sure percent. Yeah, yeah, it oh, was good. You have to job. bleep that out. I'm not. <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> you are. Well, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Honestly, that is so. That offensive. was actually a trap. Is it that offensive? You're under arrest. I don't know. I I I couldn't tell you. I heard it. I heard it said recently. I thought on the news. Uh, I don't know if it's one of those ones you can't say, but it's one of those ones you shouldn't say. Oh, and like kind of like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't even dude uh, that's yeah. a slippery slope yeah, okay you just gotta be careful with that no, even no. if you do the fake bleep thing i think we can still get canceled i'll bleep it out <laughs> yeah i know Anyways. i think it's still a bad idea wait okay. <laughs> you guys have a fake a fake bleep thing no they're what all do you real. mean like like the you got like the beep when you oh, we the have button. a we have a we have a sensor beep yeah, yeah we have a beep cuss word beep shows how much you listen to the podcast so if i if i just swear right now you'll just beep it out yeah yes. unless i miss it accidentally so i'll just be like and yeah, you're just yeah. gonna bleep that. It could be like, oh, f- oh of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I love this game. No. So hang on, <laughs> I don't want to play. So it's just good. so much editing. For yeah, me. <laughs> no, that's really good. How actually. much work is it to edit in, uh, like well, a bleep? The only thing is, I can edit. It, I can edit it in the bleep, but I have to delete your audio. But then sometimes when there's three of us, it'll leak into this mic, so you'll kind of hear it faintly in the back <laughs> of my voice. Basically, Joe is telling us he doesn't really know how to edit. That's I so do. Good. But uh, the thing is, I it it would it wouldn't be in the background. But last time when we did the thing where you were saying my address, I was talking while you were saying it. Uh, so yeah. it's not like I can just yeah, edit. Yeah, I, yeah. It's not like I can just edit out my audio because I'm talking during. Yeah, it. I gave away his address on like two episodes ago. <laughs> and you had to no. bleep out the whole thing. Yeah, and my uh, kid's last name as well. Well, it's I say your last name on every episode. Yeah, you did. I think keep they, that out of your mouth. They could infer your last name is no. Just your kid's last name is. Keep it, no, <laughs> he absolutely. He just made a note. He's yeah, gonna no, he's edit gonna that gonna out. It's just gonna be an absolute monster. An yeah. absolute. This is gonna be the worst <laughs> thing to edit ever. It's gonna be a two-hour episode. A two-hour episode, and I'm only gonna be here for 20 minutes. Yeah, so it's, it's gonna all, be all bleeps. Absolutely unbelievable. It's gonna be a mess. Anyways, uh, should we get to football stuff? Or yeah. What do you guys um, Joe, you have anything whatever. else you want to say to Joel? Yeah. Why doesn't Hawaii have a football team? 
They should uh, be called the Hawaii Island Boys. <laughs> Island Boys. There oh, you go. I don't want that. I, yeah, I, yeah, just, yeah. I don't want that. It's uh, not a great joke. Not one of your best jokes, no, probably. Yeah, just when I, when I do a bad joke, just keep going. All right. Don't, like, don't, just don't talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Don't talk about how bad my joke is. I was is. hoping that I would say that and you kind of just keep going and not like. Yeah, no, but I just felt over. like I needed to address it. Can like, you, I kind of gave you a laugh, but I felt like I, when I gave you that laugh, it was kind of courtesy. It I looked sh- bad. Your eyes were not laughing. Your mouth was like, but your eyes were dead like. I was. So dead. Daggers. I was yeah. giving you daggers Ooh, while I was laughing. Dude. Yeah. What's your best bad. joke, Joe? Do you have my a best, best joke? joke? Yeah. Oh, I have a really good joke actually. I mean to talk to you guys about this. Okay. Um I'm just gonna strip down a little bit. I don't like know what's at, going he's on. Just take it so off yeah, Joe's standing up. He now took his sweater off. He took his joke. Is the joke your body? It's an average joke. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he okay, he left. Yeah, yeah I offended him. I That's personally bad. find uh, Joe, very sexy. No, he's got a very sexy bod. He's got a good bod. I've, I, I haven't been working for three weeks. I've been getting free meals. I haven't worked out once. So probably all starch, yeah. all starch and gluten. And yeah, exactly. Okay, I got a good joke. Okay. Right. Um, so there's this guy. Okay. Okay. Um, let's give him a name. His name is Jim. Dwayne. How about a Jim? His name is Jim. Can I? Can we do Dwayne? Oh. Uh, let's do Dwayne. Okay. All right. Uh, a uh, little kid. His name is Dwayne. He. Um, I thought he was a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. Well, he this starts off as a kid. Okay, it's a bit how of a lengthy joke. Like, how old? So just stop. Like seven or eight. So just stop, like, and then I'm gonna actually just say my joke. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, so on his uh, when he's five years old, his uh, his grandma. He loves his grandma. She uh, she gets him a little toy tractor for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to have a, a fire drill quickly. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to keep this in the podcast. Please, the fire, I, love, the, the I fi- love the silence of Joe just... <laughs> I, I feel like I wish this was on, like video because Joe just looked oh, so upset for a Producer Joe. Let's make yeah, that clear. Yeah, producer Joe just while telling his joke so mad. <laughs> I've never seen that look on his about, eyes. I don't think I've ever seen him that mad. That was a homicidal look. Are we is gonna it getting louder? Up? I think it is getting louder. My wife is cooking. I think everything's okay. Laughing. She's laughing. <laughs> um, so I, I think we were quiet because we weren't sure if we were going to keep it in the podcast. No, yeah, I just but now love, we have to. Now we talked so much. Oh, man. No, it. It's still happening. It's Joe's, still Joe's silence there just spoke volumes. Why don't we... Uh, take a quick break, yeah, uh, and we'll be back shortly when the house isn't on fire. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're back. back, Joel. Get off your phone. <laughs> and we're back. Get off your phone Joel when you're was, on our podcast. Yeah, I'm texting rude. my wife, who's in Bolivia. Get okay. off your phone, um, Jim. Uh, sorry, uh, his Dwayne. name Jim, is the Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Dwayne. Wayne. He's fi- uh, on his fifth Can we birthday. Call him D Wade. I know like I said it was Wayne Christmas. Wade. Can we call him the wrong? Okay, I said it was. On, I said it was Christmas, but it's actually on his birthday. Okay. Oh, okay. On his fifth birthday, his grandma gets him this little toy train or mm-hmm. um, tractor. Sorry, it's not a train. It was a tractor. Okay, that's and um, that's yeah. Okay, hang tractor. on. Can we just restart this whole joke? Because you just messed up the whole thing. Okay. Number one, he's not a man. He's a boy. It's not <laughs> Christmas. It's his birthday, and it wasn't a tractor. It's a train. Yeah, man, you gotta get your facts No, straight. it's a tractor. It is a tractor. Okay, let's start from the top, Joe. Little Dwayne. Okay. The story starts, he's five years old. Mm-hmm. On his fifth birthday, okay? Okay. His grandmother- I asked about his age before. Buys him a toy tractor. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, I'm not going to say my joke. Okay, I told you. No, okay. no, no, no. Just no, say it. Okay. 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 Sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry, Joe. Just say, say your joke. On his fifth birthday, his grandma buys him a toy tractor. Uh, this tractor means the world to him. He loves his grandma, and now he loves tractors as well. So um, he uh, basically from then on, every birthday, his grandma buys him a new toy tractor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually he grows up. He gets old. And he he's, he's uh, you know, every year. And I, I'm saying every single year. His teenage years. Through his adult years, his grandma buys him a toy tractor every year. No. Until um, this one day, um, his grandma passes away, and there's no more tractors, okay? So um, at this point, he's already starting his own family. Uh, he's got a wife and a kid, um, and basically uh, he— uh, a long joke. Well, just keep up. I, I'm just, sucked in. You know, he has a wife and a kid, okay? He names his, um, he names his son— his middle name, his son's middle name after his grandma. Okay. Okay. So it's a bit weird, but he he loves his grandma, so he does it. Yeah. Um, and then he uh, uh, one day, he so at this point in his life, he's a he's the biggest tractor fan ever. He's got so many tractor toys. He has he drives tractors like he has actual tractors. Yeah. Um, posters, clocks, everything tractors he has. Um, and then he uh, one day he's working on the field, and there's this freak accident. His wife and kid both get crushed by the tractors what that he owns. What is this joke? Oh this my god! This is gosh. the saddest joke um, of all time. This guy, he just falls you, into a you deep... You know I'm a farmer a with deep, tractors. This is, this is so extremely... Sad. And I have a wife and child. A deep, a deep dark pit. He starts drinking too three much. Three deaths in this joke already. I just he, want to say that. Three he starts deaths. drinking too much. And he, you know, his his life, he's just, he's hit, he hits rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, after about three years or so, he, he finally, you know, he gets into the swing of things again. And he wants to start, you know, dating again. So uh, he's online dating, and he, uh, he or he's on the apps anyway. He's on Tinder and yeah. Christian Mingle, and you know all the good ones. Farmers only, plenty. Farmers only, yeah. yeah. Farmers only. Farmer, fresh pick farmers. <laughs> um. Anyways, so he has a date with this woman, beautiful woman. They go to a, a nice fancy restaurant. You know, at some fancy restaurants, they have um this. They do this trick with liquid nitrogen, whatever. It's like all like foggy and oh yeah, all that fog, whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm also rich. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyways, it's one of those. It's one of those restaurants. I swear and she um, dies in this joke, Joel. And yeah. uh, all of a sudden, something goes wrong with the mechanism or the stuff they have, like blowing this fog is smoke. The person's dying. I'm all of a sudden, uh, the whole room, the whole restaurant starts to fill with this smoke. This um, this you know. Yeah. And then she's she starts freaking out. She's like, "What do we do? I don't know what to do." Like, people are coughing, and all of a sudden, he goes, "I know what to do." And he goes, he sucks in all of it. He sucks in all the smoke, one breath. And he goes outside and blows it all out. He extracts all the smoke from the, from the entire restaurant. He goes back inside and she's like, oh my goodness, that was amazing. How did you do that? He's like, oh, I used to be a big extractor fan. Big extractor <laughs> fan. <laughs> that, was your, that was your best <laughs> joke. <laughs> All right, now Joel's gonna have some hot <laughs> takes for the pod. <laughs> Joel, we got you on for I'm this moment here. Kind my, of a, my no. first hot take is that What's that is that? the worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> Tractor. I got the thing is, is uh, near the end of that joke, I started to feel inside. Of me. I was getting excited. Okay. I was getting excited because I felt the payoff coming, and I was like, "Dude, this has to be a good joke because of how much he hyped it up." And <laughs> okay, I was it's just I don't know. 
My wife didn't get it either, and I'm no, so. No, I get it. Oh, I, get I get it. it. We get so it. It's just it. awful. Don't, don't turn that on us and say we don't get it. <laughs> I honestly, when we when you were about three quarters of the way through, I was like, Joe is making this up as he goes. That, I, I had like, that thought I as was well. like, he is he's has not planned this. Yep. And, uh, and also, I why did you think it was train for a bit? What were you gonna do with train? Trains, yeah. tractors. I don't know. I an ex- ex- it was just, trainer. Yeah, <laughs> big ex trainer fan. Yeah. I don't know. I hope man. somebody listening got Did like just at least got a little we bit of a laugh. We got the joke. It wasn't that we. But didn't I mean that they it. got a laugh at least. Okay. I didn't I, get any laughs. I I would bet almost my house that nobody yeah. laughed at that unless they were like. I feel Come like on. the wow. fire, fire alarm going off was actually it, we it should have been a sign. It was a sign <laughs> that we should have stopped. You think that was that funnier thing. than my joke? I think so. I think more people will laugh at the fire alarm going off yeah. than your joke. I think more so. Let's get on with these hot takes, anyways. You got some hot takes, Joel? Yeah. Speaking oh. How perfect is that? Fire alarm went off. Joel's in the building for the hot takes. That's how hot these takes are. These is that Joel is in the hot. building. I'm going to leave now. My fire alarm went off. No, you're not going to leave. You're I'm sitting, just kidding. You're sitting right here. I'm just you're kidding. You're right going to give us input. But Joel, before we get into hot takes, I do right. want to talk a little bit about week nine of the NFL season. Yeah. Uh, and what was one of the spiciest uh, weeks of the NFL season. Um Joel, uh, just real simply, what the heck happened this week in the I NFL? Would, I would love to tell you what the heck happened, but it is so clear to me that I don't know a single thing about anything. <laughs> I don't know anything about anything. Like I may, I told you, I like I do a little bit of, I dabble in some sports betting. I made a parlay. I thought it was for sure, like can't miss. You know, and every single leg lost, <laughs> except for one. I think that I think I had the Cardinals on it, or and something. you bet on favorites too. Right? I bet You're, all favorites, yeah, all except favorites. for except for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals won, and everyone else lost. I was gonna bet on the Falcons, and then I was like, Nah, that's that's a bad bet. I feel like I'm just gonna lose money there, and then they won, and then I was. <laughs> I was also going to bet on the Giants, and I was like, no, that's a bad bet, and I didn't, and they won. So I don't know anything. That's what week nine taught me. I think that's a, that's a very fair assumption. I've been saying that for kind of weeks now. Mike and I have been saying we have no idea what to expect. And for, for a while there, it was only like one or two teams. It was like the Vikings, you just had no idea what the heck they were week in and week out. Uh, the Vikings will always lose by one score. <laughs> by, yes, absolutely. They will always lose by one. However, they can just break everyone hearts yeah. that's what the vikings will do yeah. it's just there's they're yeah they're a team that they're going to be competitive every single week and they're going to beat the bad teams and then yeah. they're going to give the good teams everything they have everything they can possibly yeah. give but they will not win they won't that's the win Minnesota like i feel like if you're one of those good teams you can find a lot of solace in the fact like you're like really in it you know you're in a war fighting so hard to win like i feel like i would just be like yeah but we are yeah. for sure going to win this game. Yeah. Like if you're an above 500 team yeah. playing the Vikings in a close game, you are going to win. Yeah. They're going to mess it up at some point. Yeah. It's yeah. the Vikings. I think there's many teams like that, like the Falcons, although they didn't they didn't blow a lead this week, but they're, they're yeah. a team like it's like if they got a lead, it's like we're in good shape. We're doing all right. Uh, but I felt like the Seahawks were kind of like that, like through the first few weeks, like what the heck, what even is this team? One week they're really good, one week they're bad. Yeah. And the Titans early on felt like they were like that. They were like – they lose yeah. to the Jets. Oh, the Titans. I'm I'm not over that loss to yep. the Jets. I'm still so upset. I know, like, now they're all of a sudden <laughs> the best team in the AFC. Yeah. Which I don't Number know how that – Like, literally, who 
you can't for sure say anyone in the mm-hmm. AFC would beat them. Like the Bills just lost to the Jaguars. Yeah. The Chiefs are garbage, and who else is in the AFC? Uh, well, you said the Bills. The Chargers. The Chargers are like kind of inconsistent. Chargers could be the the AFC is a complete muddle. Like it's yeah. a mess. But one thing we yeah. know is the Titans will win all the stupid games that they shouldn't win. Yeah. Well, well let's look at like we're talking about the Jets game. Mm-hmm. Since the Jets game, the Titans have beat the Jaguars, so that's not not an impressive win. But then yeah. they beat the Bills and the Chiefs back to back. And then they beat the Colts, which the Colts are a frisky team. And then they beat the Rams this past this past <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Like, what is I that? mean, yeah. what, are, <laughs> what are, are you? Yeah, <laughs> Joey. Sorry, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe. We were just talking, and Joe is just. We told him to kind of engage, <laughs> and and he's not saying anything. He's just, he's uh, just yeah. laughing and laughing a lot. <laughs> you told me to pitch in. Do you have anything you want to say? Did you guys see that eight people died at that Travis Scott yeah, festival? Yeah, we're not. No, okay, no, I'm not talking. No, about that's enough that. deaths that's we sad. talked about. Unbelievable. No, okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> yeah, we don't. It is unbelievable, and like it wasn't even like a shooter or anything. No, I they know. just got trampled. They squished each other. That's insane. That's crazy. That's and crazy. Nuts. But speaking of insane, yeah, the Titans are. Mm. Uh, you know, they're still the number one seed, and then you go with like the NFC, and I feel like there's some teams that are kind of at the top of the NFC where we can be like, okay, these teams, I feel like the, the Buccaneers and the Rams, although the Rams freaking lost yesterday. They lost to Tennessee they with no, Tennessee. with no Derrick Henry. With no Derrick Henry. I don't understand it. It's just, but it feels like the Rams before this week, especially felt like the Rams, and the Bucks were kind of above everybody else. And then we had the Packers kind of in that tier uh, sort of. And then, and then everybody else was kind of like, who knows what's going on here in the NFC. Yeah. But now this week, it's like, who knows with anything? Like, yeah. who, who do you think, I don't know. Who do you think is legit? First in the AFC, who do you think is like a legit and Super Bowl contender? A legit Super Bowl. Okay, I got to pull up standings here. A legit Super Bowl contender in the AFC. Hang on. I'll carry you while you cough over there. Thank you. Um, Well, the Bills. <laughs> I, I, like last week, I would have said the Bills. Um, yep. Now I don't think they are. I think Cleveland showed something this week, but I don't think they are it they might be with without obj like they're so much better without odell and now odell's gone yeah um they might be but i i gotta see some more i hope that they are i love the browns what about the so ravens Do we the get- ravens are who i was saving uh i i scrolled past them um but the chargers no the chargers almost lost to the eagles this week yeah. and like the eagles are super mediocre bordering on bad so there's a couple teams in the AFC that looked hot, like a couple yeah, weeks like ago. Yeah, like the Chargers. I love the Chargers, the Chargers and, and the Bengals. The Bengals were looking hot, and but who did the Ravens lose to? They lost to um, not this week. They lo- they beat the Vikings. Yeah, they beat the Vikings. But who have they, they lost? They lost to the Bengals a couple weeks ago. Yeah, to the so that's confusing. Yeah, I know. That's it's just why it's a complete yeah. com- complete mess. I it's, think of anyone probably Baltimore should be top seed in like or should be like top of your list for Super Bowl contenders. Um the Bills passing game I'm not hot on right now. They their offense doesn't look good. Their defense looks great, but the, their yeah. their offense looks so bad that I don't I don't know if they will be able to overcome that. Same same problem with the with the Chiefs, other except for the Chiefs are bad everywhere. Um but who knows? Maybe the Bills can turn it around. If Josh Allen can get it going at least a little bit, they will be incredible with that defense. Yeah. But 
Uh, if if they had last year's offense and this year's defense, they would be like the they, best team in yeah, the NFL. Yeah, they they would beat anybody, like anybody in like the last ten years in the NFL. One hundred percent, they would be. They would probably be undefeated. They would be a dominant team. It's, yeah. They just haven't been able to get in sync. And I think offensively they show like flashes of being what they were last year. Yeah. But I think they're them and the Chiefs to me have the same problem where they're an offense that that's built on on big plays, like explosive yeah. plays down the field. And a lot of people are talking about the cover two and how that that defense is kind of destroying that. I don't I don't really even think that it's cover two. Like how like obviously. The defensive coordinators have known that you can play cover two. You can have two safeties back. You can yeah. like. There's no way they just all of a sudden figure out. Hey, what if we just cover more people? The duh. Yeah. I think the thing is, is that when your offense relies on big plays like that, there's going to be times where you're not hitting those big plays, and you have to find something else. And I think that's what's happening. The Chiefs and the Bills kind of at the same time is those big plays aren't happening as as often. And I don't want to say they're lucky teams, but they're not getting that luck they that they got last year. Yeah, and and like. I think something has changed for sure. And but another thing is those offenses, the Chiefs and the Bills were so kind of like revolutionary. Like look how often they're passing the ball and it's so incredible like mm-hmm. all this stuff. But I think the defense evolved and the offenses stayed stagnant. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Andy Reid doesn't change what he does. Like he does the same things all the time and I think the Bills also thought we're going to waltz in here. Yeah. We're going to score 40 points a game, and it's going to be freaking great. And our defense is so much better. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And they would have been right, but it, the defenses have evolved, and they've kind of come up to meet what the offenses are bringing right now. And uh, the offenses are going to have to take a step. They're going to have yeah. to – they need – like, it's kind of all – it's always a chess game, right? Yeah. And I feel like last year the – you know the the old the offenses they had their their queen right in on the king yeah and you know there it looked it was looking like they were gonna win yeah Just buddy and oh the, and shoot the, and you he know what pulled, yeah this year the defenses they pulled a castle move baby boom yeah yeah popped they it over switched it over and they, they switched over the king in the night and they pop, just pop, did it pop pop yeah. and the defenses are good now yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. the the offenses they're gonna need to get some you know maybe some knights involved in there you know yeah they gotta get in there they gotta get after that king yeah they gotta use pawn play as well pawn, pawn play, play yeah pawn play those I little guys a, they are very important that's genuinely a good point I think that um like how do, how why do, why do you say genuinely do I well, not normally I mean, you guys, bring good points it sounded like battling <laughs> from you too but I think there's a good point in there um oh Joe I, sorry the the reason is Joe. Doesn't know how no, to play okay. chess. We're not, I understand the. He's not like. He's I understand not like, the basics. Of have you watched chess. Queen's Gambit? He doesn't understand. I haven't watched Queen's Gambit. You not very intelligent. I haven't even. watched Queen's Gambit. You gotta watch Queen's Gambit. I, but what I was gonna say is the offenses. Offenses like the like the Bills and the Chiefs. I think that they they're so explosive and and they, you know, built on those explosive plays. But I think it'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks. How do they? I think they'll have to. They they need to make an adjustment, and I think that's what they've been struggling with the last few weeks, especially the Chiefs. I think the Bills, you know, maybe not as much at this point. They had kind of one bad week, but the but the Chiefs, An like, awful how can you adjust when you can't hit those big plays? And they haven't been able to adjust. They haven't been able to hit the simple things. And I think me and Mike have talked about multiple times on the podcast. Patrick Mahomes is just trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Like, take yeah. what's there. And, and and I think people are starting to realize there's not that much talent on the on the Chiefs offense other than 
the big three. Obviously, you have Travis Kelsey, who's kind of been struggling this year. You have Tyreek Hill. Who's that? Th- who's the third? Who's like the th- uh, the third uh, or a uh, fourth guy that's going to step up there? Yeah, like, you don't you don't have another option. Nicole Hardman can't play. He just he has never done anything and is worth worth anything. In you his know career. who they need is a little bit of Deshaun o- Watson Odell action. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Mm. Odell Beckham is what he was going to. Th- yeah, li- mm. I would personally love that. I really feel like the Chiefs need another receiver in the worst way. And I would have loved if they would have signed Juju Smith-Schuster in the offseason. There was a chance. There, there was, like, rumors that he might have signed there, but then he decided to go back to the Steelers. I don't think Juju is all that great, but I think he, just having another option there, yeah. I think, would be so different. Because Josh, Josh Gordon's obviously not it. No, he's not it. And, and apparently... Like, the rumors are that OBJ is not going to be claimed on waivers. Like, people don't want to take his salary when yep. they know they could possibly sign him, uh, like, for cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe it is the Chiefs. It could be. Or, you know, maybe it's someone else. It, it Like, it's going to be really interesting to see where he goes and whether or not he can actually, like, revive his yeah. career. Because he has looked... So bad on the Browns, and I am struggling not to really dislike him because I'm a big Browns lover, as yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> I'm a big OBJ lover. Honestly, I, I do like the Browns, but I really feel like Odell Beckham is not as washed as people think he is. I think he's he's gotten open at times. I think him and Baker just never had that connection. They never had it, they no. They just never had it. It's just time to move on, and I don't love the uh, attitude of Odell Beckham. <laughs> I don't love him coming out and saying that he doesn't want to play for a non content contender it's like beggars can't be choosers buddy yeah uh, you know you'll play Go back also to <laughs> i feel for him too because like when i when we played that football tournament the other day i was open so many times and you never passed to me oh okay. so we got a little baker obj action yeah, up in right. here i kept i was always i was open almost every time i get his dad to post on social media <laughs> all the time videos joe of joe open. being open and me not throwing him the ball oh, that'd be hilarious dude yeah. i'd pay to see that <sighs> Okay. Anyways, why don't we get into these hot takes? All right, hot takes. You have hot takes. You haven't even gotten into them yet? No, we haven't even gotten into the hot takes. Remember, this is going to be a long episode. My last hot takes were like uh, Carson Wentz would go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey. And that was real bad. Yeah, you I, you had some you had some fire hot takes. I'm excited to see what right. are these like long term hot takes? Or are these like in season hot uh, takes? Ah, they're a like, mix and mash. They're right. a mix and mash. Mm. So my first they're gonna be like quick round, like quick. Yo, yeah, we, they're they're quick. Can they're we get quick. like a fire sound effect yeah. when he does yeah. these? The first one you're not gonna like. Uh, Cowboys oh. are the sixth best team in the NFC. Whoa, no higher. Si- Maybe lower. Whoa, no higher. There's no chance they're no higher. No higher. And this is something you really believe. It's something I truly believe. Okay, then name the five teams that are better than the Cowboys. Well, let me pull up the standings. Very good. Hang on. All I, right, Joe, I know we said they'd be quick, but... Okay, <laughs> so you got the Cardinals. Wait, you we got... can do a little intermission or what? Why is that? Good, Joel? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, he's good. I didn't want to listen to that. But, okay, you got the Arizona Cardinals who are better. Okay. The Green Bay Packers who are better. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are better. The L.A. Rams who are better. And get this. All right. If you say the Eagles, I swear to goodness. Oh, I wish I could. (laughs) If if I could, if they had beaten the the Chargers yesterday, we might be having that conversation. I would kick you off the pot. The New Orleans Saints Whoa. are better than... You do know they just got beat by the Falcons, right? I do. <laughs> but listen, 
I believe in Sean Payton. I think they're I think they're going to be better. They have a good defense. I would argue, okay, l- l- let me give you an argument. I would argue the Saints are not better. I think that without a quarterback, right, you're well. just not better. Um I would also and this is this this is maybe this is my hot take. I would say that the Cowboys are better than the Cardinals. All right. Well, I would say that you're wrong. So I would. I just. I. I think the Cowboys. They had a bad week. I think they're gonna bounce back. I think. I think the Cowboys are a top three seed in 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 the NFL. I see the the Dallas Cowboys entirely and one hundred. Like this is with my true heart. I think they are one of the more talented teams in the NFC or in the in the NFL. Uh, but they have like Toronto Maple Leaf syndrome, where they will forever <laughs> underperform, and everyone will always ask, "Why does this keep happening?" You know, like they have so much talent, why are they not good? And it just happens to be that they they can't they can't pull it together. That's fair. And maybe that's my Leafs pain. It's not like shining through. You know, it, it could be not mathematical analysis, but it works. It's you know? not. But I I feel like this week was like kind of the start of the fall. You wow. Know I mean? Okay, that's hot. That's a hot take. All right, give I me think g- give me your next hot take. Give me your next hot. Take. How many do you have, by the way? Uh four. I got okay, four. All right. Okay. My next one is the Saints will be fine without Jameis. Wow, like how fine are we talking? I guess you just uh, well, have them I in think the playoffs. They're gonna be be- yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're for sure going to be in the think playoffs. think they're going to win a playoff game without Jameis? Um, no, I don't, you, I don't think they Who will. do you think should be their long-term starter, Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill? Um, Probably Taysom Hill, I think, for this season. Uh, you paid him $140 million. Why, what are you doing yeah. not playing him? Trevor Simeon just lost to to the Falcons, and I think – Taysom Hill is kind of at the basis of me thinking that that they'll be better than the Cowboys and that they'll be fine without Jameis. He, he's kind of crucial to both of those. I just think Sean Payton's going to scheme something special up. Like obviously he had something in mind when they paid him 140 million, yeah. and I think we're finally going to see that come to fruition. I don't know why it hasn't come to fruition I earlier, hope so. but I would love to see Taysom Hill take that step and like really assert himself here because that guy can run he is such a beefcake and <laughs> he's got an arm like he, the, the, the sean payton Taysom hill thing is something that's frustrated me for years yeah it, why it, are we why are you paying him to do nothing why do you have Jameis there yeah. like and that's uh, also at the basis of they'll be fine without Jameis because i just don't think Jameis is that good really okay. um i think he's been holding him back so far so we'll see I've never been a Saints guy. I've never liked the Saints, but here I here I am. You asked me for hot takes. Now I'm in the Saints camp. I think their defense is really good. I think that could be it. And I think Sean Payton's probably one of the best offensive play callers in the NFL. But I agree. I don't know. I think they'll be fine. I don't know. I, I, a lot of people are putting them in the playoffs at this point, and maybe maybe they will make the playoffs. But I think they will because I don't think the Panthers are going anywhere. The Vikings will forever continue to lose close games. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks, I think, are in bigger trouble than we think. The 49ers are just not good. No. The Bears obviously aren't good. My <laughs> Eagles, I won't talk, I won't good. say anything because I'm way too high on them. Uh <laughs> but yeah, I think I think they're at 5 and 3. I I honestly I think they're pretty right. solidified. They're two games up. Um They they do have a better record than you think. They have a 5 and 3 record. Like yeah. they're okay. I just wish that I also wish they would just put Taysom out there. Yeah. Like, and I think we I think we'll see it this week. I, I hope. hope so. Yeah. Trevor Simeon played all right, but like 
what are we paying that guy like like he gets like an unbelievable amount of money for nothing and he's been hyped up for years and like let's just let him do it just let yeah. him play let him go let's like what's the point of him being there he doesn't even do like the special little things that he used to do like let's just let him be the quarterback and let's do it. But okay, that was your second hot take. Give, second me, one. give me your third hot take. Third one. This is the only Eagles one. Only Eagles related one. All right. Russell Wilson will be a Philadelphia oh, Eagle okay. next year. All right. He will be an Eagle. Okay. We will see Jalen Hurts ride off into the sunset. Maybe they'll <laughs> trade a, like a fifth for him or something. And we will see Russell Wilson, and we will see the Eagles just take flight, baby. <laughs> take we flight. will see. It's going to be like Matthew Stafford going to the Rams. It's just going to be incredible. So you think Russell Wilson's out in Seattle after this? I year? think so. And I think Russell Wilson and Devontae Smith are just going to have a Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup-esque wow. connection. Wow. This is a hot take. I like that. So they, the Eagles don't go after Deshaun Watson. They no, don't. he doesn't even want to go to Philadelphia. Want. So They do have I, the draft capital to do it. They have yeah. potentially three first-round picks. And they yeah. could all be in, like, the top 15. Yeah, they. I, I think at this point, yeah, they probably will. The, the two will be for sure. Uh, it's just whether or not the Colts get their yeah. stuff together. But if they don't, they'll have three firsts, slap all those on the table, Give them up for Russell, and you literally take over the NFC because the NFC is so bad. And you you could probably be the third best team in the NFC after the Bucks and the Rams, out like with Russell Wilson on your team. Russell, all right, I love I love that. I've actually had some hot takes. I've been saving up for Russell Wilson. My my hot take was that Russell Wilson would be on the Giants in 2020, Ugh. 2022. I hate that. For <laughs> Listen, man, he Russell Wilson is he he plays for the Yankees, so. Uh, he he's on their minor league system. Mm, I so, just don't. I don't like that for me at all. <laughs> for and you, yeah. I don't want to see Russell Wilson in the NFC East and not be an Eagle. That's my nightmare. <laughs> that's that. That's a fair nightmare. Yeah. I am curious to see if this is his last year. It really does feel like it's getting close to that point. Yeah. Uh, but I think that would be very interesting to see Russell Russell Wilson in in midnight green or whatever they call that green color oh, now just the best looking green ever <laughs> okay all right my last one all my right last, last one. one this here. one is uh very short term hopefully you guys hear this well actually you you will know the the result of this uh oh before, nice. before it's out i love so it. when you guys hear this you'll know um the bears will beat the steelers today Whoa! That is my hot take. I got not no with that Mitchabisky. Not with that Mitchabisky. <laughs> there, <laughs> Joe. No, nope, no. Nope. There you go, Joe. You you chimed in, man. Thank you. Uh, I just got. I have no faith in Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's just so bad. And <laughs> honestly, I don't. I, I watch every football game, and this one's gonna be so hard to watch. But the yeah. the one person who's gonna suck me in is Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields had a great. Like a, a good step last last week. 100%. And I think he takes another one here today. Um, if uh, the Bears coaching staff can get out of their way, I think they'll win this game like 14 to 12 or something like that. Just a, yeah, a very ugly, ugly yeah, game. Yeah. I, I think I, the Bears defense is actually pretty good as well. The Bears defense is good. The thing that scares me is the Steelers defense against a rookie quarterback. That's yeah, that, the thing yeah. that scares me, and I'm that's a, why I think like fourteen to twelve or like something of that ilk. Yeah, that 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 I li I like that because I like Justin Fields. I've talked about Justin Fields for months before the draft. He was my guy. He was like the guy I loved in the draft process, and I think that he is the best. I don't know. Uh, I, not not the best quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is probably still the best r rookie quarterback in my opinion, but yeah, just talent wise. Like but 
Uh, I like Justin Fields, but I I am very worried about like he's looked really bad against some defenses. Like yeah. him against the Browns was a disaster. Yeah, but I I think he's figuring it out, and now it's like what his fourth game. Thinks yeah, probably around that four or five. So I mean, you throw anyone like Peyton Manning sucked at first, which That's I know fair. has been used a lot. But like Trevor Lawrence has been getting better as he goes, and all all these rookie quarterbacks are going to get better as they go. And I think Justin Fields uh, is a part of that as well. So I think we see a better Justin Fields against a good defense. I don't know if we see a good Justin Fields, but I think it, it will be enough to, to win, in my opinion. All right. Matt Nagy's back this week. He was off with COVID. I think he maybe should have just stayed home. He should have uh, stayed home. They should have just yeah. fired him right there. It's been like, hey, man, yeah, just don't maybe come in. Just change his key code or yeah. whatever. Like, just change the password for the building on him. Don't let him come back. Yeah. Because that was Justin Fields' best performance. Yeah. But there you go. That's your that's your last hot take. That that's the, my hot take. Bears will beat the Steelers. I, I think I picked the Steelers. So you're going against my picks. There you go. From last week. Uh, Joel, what what can I say? You came in. After four years away, and you <laughs> and you brought the heat, you really Listen, brought the heat. We try to we try to get hot up in here, all right. And we want to get sweaty. We, we we and we did so much so that the fire alarm even went off. The fire alarm went off. Very good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. Make sure that you have a good evening, and uh, make sure that you enjoy Justin Fields and the Bears uh, beating the Steelers tonight. Um, and yeah, we'll try. Uh, I also I just bought Far Cry Six, so. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Might be in the background. So make sure you guys uh, hit him up on Far Cry 6. Uh, Joel, it's been great. Have yourself a good evening. Uh, see you uh, four years from now. Very good. All right. Well, and what has been the craziest season uh, in the NFL in a long time, I think this Week, week nine, really takes the cake. Uh, one of the most chaotic weeks of NFL football that I've ever experienced personally. But, Mike, what are you, what's your take on what was a wild week nine in the NFL season? Joe, I think I, I think our picks speak for themselves. I think we both <laughs> only won, like, five of the 13 games that happened before tonight. <laughs> yeah. I mean... We watched we watched Josh Allen sack, intercept, and fumble recover Josh Allen. I mean, <laughs> yeah. quite the game over there. We we saw some teams that were supposed to get blown out, blow out the teams that were supposed to blow them out. So, yep. all in all, it was it was one of the most. I think this is this has to be one of the most weirdest weeks I've ever witnessed in the NFL. Yeah, like I, just from top to bottom, it made no sense. Absolutely, I know we like literally. I feel like I, I'd say it every single week. It's a crazy week, and then I, I I comment on the fact that I say it every week. But I promise you, it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. And to me, this was just I don't know how it can get crazier than this. We'll we're gonna get into some of the games. We're gonna go a little light on the games today, just because we have another segment we want to do. We're gonna do our midseason awards as we've made it now. Uh, after while you're listening to this, we've made it to the halfway point of the 2021 NFL season. So we're going to give away some awards halfway through the NFL season. And then we're going to get into our picks as well. But yeah, it has been uh, a, a ridiculous week of football. Um, Mike, I don't know where you want to start as far as talking about games, but why don't, why don't you just, you start us off. Where do you want to start? I mean, the, oh, we got to go, we got to go with the, the last game. I think that happened last night. With the with the Titans and the Rams, I don't know about you, Joe, but 
I was sitting on the couch watching that game, expecting it to be probably 24 to three going into half in the Rams' favor. And my goodness, and Mike Vrabel coach his team to play some solid defense, and they they just shut the Rams out in every aspect. It was it was pretty unbelievable to watch, honestly, Joe. I don't know. Do you have any any things you uh, any things you want to lead off with? Yeah, for for me, it's such a weird game. Uh, yesterday, uh, well, last night we're recording this on Monday. By the way, actually, before we get into it, I forgot to. Tell tell the audience, happy birthday, Mike. It's your birthday Thank today. You. I totally Thank forgot. You. I was going to bring that up by the top of the show. If you guys are listening to this, make sure you guys leave us a five-star review and wish Mike a happy birthday. I mean, what, what a better birthday gift than giving him a, a five-star review. That five-star uh, review will just, it'll it'll make everything about today that much more special. Exactly. And while you're listening to this, it's not his birthday. It's only his birthday today when we're recording, but... If you're listening to this, uh, you're late. You forgot to wish him a happy birthday. So make sure you guys do that, Mike. Happy birthday. Sorry, I Thanks, almost forgot Joe. to wish you a happy birthday. You know, it's fine. I had, I, a, I I had a speech prepared, but I just, ugh, I mean, we're running we're running low on time. So I'll just, I'll, I'll save it for, for next year. Love it. I love it. I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear All it. All right. Fantastic. But back on to the, the Titans. Um, and to me, uh the most uh, this this was one of the b- biggest surprises and it's not not even that the titans played competitive i thought it would be a competitive game i was really excited to watch the game uh and i will not lie i did not watch the game live i had to watch it the next morning i i went to bed a little early that night but i woke up and i was like okay so the titans won 28 to 16 so they must must have had like a really dominant offensive performance or something but you look at the statistics and like ryan Tannehill did basically nothing and then Adrian Peterson scored a touchdown, did basically nothing, and they had nothing going offensively. The Rams actually outgained the Titans 347 yards to 194 yards. So you look at just the box score, you're like, what the heck? How did the Titans even beat the Rams? And to me, the biggest key was the Titans' defense, which was a defense that was completely terrible through the first few weeks of the season they were one of the worst defense in the NFL and now all of a sudden they've completely turned it around and they've looked really good against the Bills and the Chiefs and now the Rams some of the best teams in the NFL uh and and to me the biggest plays of the game were Matthew Stafford avoiding a safety pulling a Carson Wentz doing the exact same thing that Carson Wentz did a little spin around throw the ball directly to the defender for an interception that set up a Tennessee Titans touchdown. And then on the very next drive, Matthew Stafford throws a, a pick six. And to me, that w- those were the difference-making plays in this game. Uh, the, the, the Titans built a lead through those defensive plays that, that just was insurmountable for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, no, that's uh, you're absolutely right there, Joe. Um, I, you know, watching this game, it was, I... I would not have thought going into this game that we'd be talking about a defense other than the Rams, you know. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about Rob Von Miller, who did not play, surprised me, honestly. And, you know, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. I thought we were going to be talking about the Rams for sure. But watching this game, seeing the Tennessee Titans just come out and play lights out def- defense, like you said, offense struggled, um, which I was a little bit surprised. I thought maybe they'd be able to get going and uh, get the passing game going, but really didn't do much there. But their defense, oh my goodness, Joe, it was it was insane to see them shut down Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and that high-flying offense of the Rams who just seem to get better and better each week. I will ask you this, though. Um, since we're, you know, it's overreaction Monday, does this make the Tennessee Titans now the best team in the NFL? <laughs> That's, 
it seems like an overreaction, but like based on the, the teams that they've beat and their record, I mean, they're the team that just, it seems like every week they play a good team. Like there's some teams like it seems like they play a cupcake every week. To me, the Titans feel like they're always playing a good team and they're always playing competitive. They're always winning these games. I think it's 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 time we start taking the Tennessee Titans seriously. I mean, if you haven't already, I think it's time to take them seriously. I don't I don't know if I'm willing to say that they're the best team in the NFL and maybe that's a mistake. Maybe next week they're going to have another blowout win and and I'll look like an idiot again, but to me, we absolutely need to take them seriously. That that I know for a fact. Uh, it's it's we we cannot sleep on them anymore. They they have too many impressive wins. Mike Vrabel has really coached these guys up, and their defense has just been so impressive. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons in this game had three sacks. He was just so dominant, and to me, that's the biggest thing. Even without Derrick Henry, that was so impressive. We didn't even mention Derrick Henry's not even part of this team anymore. He's injured. I mean, he he's not on the field. So to to win this game against a team that many people probably thought was the best team in the NFL, you can make a case the Titans are the best team in the NFL after that win. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Um, I saw a stat that they've had the most difficult season up to uh, uh, opponent-wise up to this point of the season, and now from here on out they have the easiest season based off opponents because they got to play the Texans twice, they got the Saints up next week, and they got the Pats. They get a bye week. They got the Jags. Niners, Dolphins, I think, I don't know if I said Dolphins, but Steelers, all of those games, the Titans, I mean, except for the Pats, <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not saying the Pats are going to win, but I think that, that's going to be a dogfight in Foxborough, uh, but all the other games that they should be able to win those games and win them with ease. I mean, the, the, the Titans could be walking into the playoffs at this point as one of the top teams. Um, and I, I honestly love it. I, I love the Titans. I'm a big Ryan Tannehill fan. Um, I love Mike Vrabel. You know, he used to be a Patriot, so I love him as a head coach. And that defense just looks amazing, so I think they're going to be fun to watch this year. Yeah, if you're a Titans fan, I don't know how you can't feel really good about where your team is. And it's crazy the the determination that they've had after, like, two huge losses, one to Arizona in week one, and then they got embarrassed by the Jets. To be able to bounce back, and now, I mean, the Titans are in one of the best spots of any team in the NFL. You talked about their easy schedule. All of those games are winnable. Like, there's a chance they win the rest of the games this season. I mean, they probably won't because the NFL is hard and it's hard to win every week, but there's there's a realistic chance they could win out. And if they do that, they're the number one seed in the AFC. That's a 13-game that's a win streak if they win out. And I mean, it's not the... It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. I've seen a lot of things this year in the NFL that surprised me, but that's something that I might be... You know, I could believe that yeah. I would, you know, see. Like the Titans yep. finishing on a 13-game win, win streak with the with the schedule they have left eventually we're not going to be surprised by the Titans doing dominant things. I mean, they've done it week in and week out, and eventually we just have to accept that they're one of the best teams in the NFL, and they might be a legitimate Super Bowl contender even without Derrick Henry. But that we'll, we'll, we'll finish with that game, and why don't we move on to the next game. And this is two teams that did not look very dominant in a game that if you would have told me this game ended 7-13 to 13, uh before the season started, I would have laughed you out of the building because it was the Green Bay Packers facing off against the Kansas City Chiefs, two teams that were Super Bowl contenders last year, were projected to be Super Bowl contenders coming into this year, and most likely still have the ability to be that. Uh, they played in one of the most boring games you could possibly watch between these two teams, Mike. Uh, what was your takeaway from 
this uh, this slugfest between these two uh, teams there in Kansas City. Joe, I don't know if you watched the game, but I got to watch two quarterbacks sling it out all game long. <laughs> I mean, throwing it deep, hitting and connecting with the receivers. And it was just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, you know what, Joe? I think I might have pulled up the wrong game. Sorry, I think we're talking about the Packers and Chiefs because that was not what happened in that game at all. We got to see Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs struggle once again, like they have the past few weeks, basically all season. I mean, they looked good on their opening drive. I really thought the Chiefs had found their magic again on that first drive um, where Mahomes found Kelsey in the end zone. And from there on, it was like they were up 7-0. Um, and they were like, okay. Now we're just going to we're going to play conservative. We're going to try to hold this lead 7-0. I mean 7 points yeah. on the opening drive. And it's sad to say that Jordan Love getting I believe his first career start in the NFL outperformed Patrick Mahomes. You know, Mahomes went 20 for 37, a touchdown, 166 yards. He could have had a pick, but you know, Kevin King dropped it. It was an easy interception. And then Jordan Love, 19 for 34, a touchdown, a pick, 190 yards, both of them threw for under 200 yards. Um so yeah, the quarterbacks did not look good. Defenses it's hard to say they look good because both teams struggled a lot. So I was like, was it the defense or was it the offense? You know? And then if you're the if you're the Packers, the only reason you lost this game is because you could not score in the red area, nor could you get the ball through the uprights. It was either a missed field yep. goal or it was a blocked field goal, a muff punt. Like they special teams was awful. So yeah, this game, like I mean, if you're a Packers fan, you have one thing to look forward to. You're most likely getting Aaron Rodgers back this upcoming weekend. So you guys should be fine. If you're the Chiefs, on the other hand, you barely put up 13 points against a team that didn't even have a starting quarterback, which I know you're not you know, putting 13 points up against the starting quarterback. But again, once again, struggling to run the ball, even though they had 70 yards rushing, start struggling to throw the ball. Patrick Mahomes did not look good in the pocket. I don't know what's wrong with the Chiefs. Their five and four record does. I mean, they in my opinion, they should be like three and six at this point. Like they've struggled and barely won some of these close games yeah the Chiefs are very lucky that that Aaron Rodgers was not a part of this game uh he was obviously out with the with uh COVID and not being vaccinated he potentially could miss next week if he's not cleared but hopefully he'll be back next week for the Green Bay Packers uh, but to me you talked about Jordan Love and him making his debut and I think statistically you can see that he you know outperformed Patrick Mahomes or whatever and that's not a very high bar to clear at this point because Patrick Mahomes in that offense is struggling I thought Jordan Love I, I he did not look ready to, to to be the starter there in Green Bay and you know his, I think his stats honestly look better than he played I thought they they had a garbage time touchdown there to Alan Lazard I think they were very lucky to score points and Mason Crosby needs to make some dang field goals once in a while um, but Jordan Love he he was very inaccurate in this game he was either throwing way over receivers heads or throwing the ball into the dirt and you could tell just based on play calling for uh, Matt Lafleur, he, he they didn't trust him. They did not trust him to to uh, to run the offense uh, to to its fullest extent. It was a ton of screen passes, ton of like easy stuff, and he, Jordan Love just still could not convert. Uh, to me, that that makes that that draft pick look so. I mean, right now, and again, let's not overreact to the to the first start of a guy's career. I don't want to bury him after one start, but that that pick looks looks bad if Jordan Love does not impress because. You traded up for a quarterback to replace one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and then you ticked him off, and now you don't. If Jordan Love's not the guy, you have nothing to replace Aaron Rodgers next season. So that is a little bit of a scary proposition there for the Green Bay Packers. But I, 
I was not overly impressed by Jordan Love and definitely not impressed by the Chiefs. And I think them and the team that we're going to talk about next, they have very real struggles offensively. Uh, and it, it, it's it's two teams that it's, it's them and the Bills. I'll spoil it real quick. But them and the Bills, they are two teams that have relied on explosive plays Explosive plays, huge, you know, chunk plays, uh, and we've seen through through nine weeks now when those explosive plays are not there, when they can't make those explosive plays, their offense cannot cope. They cannot get anything done without the explosive plays. They need to, and I talked a little bit about this with Joel in the opening segment, but they need to find ways to win if you're not converting on those big plays. You need to take what's there. You need to, you know, me and you have been talking. Patrick Mahomes is pressing too hard. He's trying too hard to to do the special things. When just just take what's there, take what the defense gives you. Uh, and I, I I don't know if it's even fixable for the for the Chiefs at this point. I mean I don't know, Mike. Do you think that it's something that they can fix, or do you think that this is just the season is just a write off, and this is just who the Chiefs are this season? All right, I'm gonna put my um, Kansas City haterade to the side here. Um, to be honest, it can be fixed. You look at a career like Tom Brady. I don't want to always compare to Tom Brady. But, you know, like you just said, take what the defense gives you. Brady's been doing it year in and year out, and it's because that's that's why he's flourishing. You know, five-yard dump-offs, dumping it off to your running back. Now he's getting the chance to throw it deep. He's got some weapons. But Patrick Mahomes, I think, is trying too hard to be a superstar, trying too hard to be the hero on every play. And Patrick Mahomes needs to realize defenses are figuring that out. They're, you know, they're dropping safeties back. They're not blitzing on every single down. They're dropping more men into coverage. So what do you do? You attack them short. You throw slam passes, routes. You you know you toss it to your running backs. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are not going to be open down the like thirty yards down the field on every single play. You can't just be expecting them to run seam routes and connect on them every single play. Which Mahomes missed a couple of easy touchdowns yep. to Tyreek Hill. Um, I was a little disappointed in that because I got Tyreek Hill back in fantasy, made a trade, got him back, and wow. he put up like seven points. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, if you're Patrick Mahomes and you're Andy Reid, you, you get the team together and you start running, you know, you get play calls together for more short, um, intermediate plays instead of these big hero plays. Get your running backs involved. I think that would honestly solve the offensive struggles because I know Jordan Love, first start, but the defense finally looked okay. I'm not gonna say look good or great, but they looked okay. They were able to get key stops, get the you know get the defense off the field. So the defense looked all right, but again the offense just could not sub- sustain any you know drives. They had more three and outs in this game than I think they had all season long, um, which is just ridiculous. And you know yeah. Start focusing on shorter intermediate plays and stop trying to be the hero on every single down. Yeah, and you got to wonder. Uh, this is another thing I I briefly brought up in the in the intro segment is uh, can the Chiefs maybe potentially bring in an Odell Beckham? Do they need to have another guy there? Because what after Travis Kelsey, who Travis Kelsey's actually struggled a little bit this season. He's he had a uh, a did he have a fumble? I don't know. He had a fumble a couple of weeks ago. He had a drop on like a, a key yeah, third down. Yeah, a key drop in this game. That's what that was. And, you know, he's had a couple of those this season. And Tyreek Hill, he's still been amazing. I, I, I won't lie there. But you you need another guy. I mean, Josh Gordon's not the guy. Nicole Hardman is not the guy. I mean, they have not, they've struggled so much to find uh, another guy. They tried to sw- sign Juju Smith-Schuster in the offseason, couldn't get that done. I wonder if 
if Odell Beckham clears waivers and, and he goes, you know, I would love to see Odell Beckham there. And I, I think that would be, you know, he's not this, you know, game breaking or like, you know, superstar that he used to be, but just to have another body in there to make things a little easier. Cause right now they don't have a whole lot offensively other than Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey. And which sounds crazy because those are two of the best players in the NFL at their respective positions. But maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need to add another guy. Maybe, you know, the trade deadline's over. You can't do it that way, but hope maybe they can bring in Odell or, or somebody off the street and, and just get another body in there because they uh, teams know that if it's not Tyreek, if it's not Travis Kelsey, they don't have much of a run game. They can't do anything in, in that aspect. So to me, I, I too think it is fixable, and I just I find it so hard to believe that the Chiefs are just this. They're just bad now. I just I, I just find it so hard to believe. But uh, this was a, a bad a bad game for the most part to watch. Uh, two offensives really stuck in mud. And speaking of offenses stuck in mud, why don't we move on to the next game? Probably the most surprising outcome from Week Nine in the NFL season, and that was the Buffalo Bills losing nine to six to the Jacksonville freaking Jaguars. Mike. What the heck happened in this game? I can tell you what did not happen, Joe. We did not get to see a single touchdown in this football game. I love game. it. They, they had the over-under. They had the under at 48.5 points. <laughs> I did not think they were going to put up, what, nine, 15? They, yeah, 15 points. The Bills and the Jags. And the best part is... The Jags win. <laughs> like, as a Pats fan, I love to see it because now we're only half a game back in the division. But there was no offense here. This was all, you know, the Bills get the ball, can't do anything. Jags get the ball, can't do anything. I mean, the score was 3-3 three to three after, after the first quarter, then 6-6 six to six after the second quarter, and then three points were scored the next two quarters combined. <laughs> there was a total of five field goals in this game. That is your football game. The Jags winning in a in a foot in a field goal kickoff. Yeah. Like if if you told me Josh Allen's gonna throw for two sixty four on thirty one pass attempts, but have no touchdowns and two picks, and Lawrence is gonna have one hundred eighteen yards off fifteen pass attempts, no touchdowns, no picks. Like I honestly would have been like, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And then you tell me the Jags <laughs> win. No, yeah. like there's just no way. Now Joe Urban Hire, Urban Meyer has, as you can see. Two wins, like you know, two wins. <laughs> oh, we 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 talked about Urban Meyer a lot early <laughs> on in the season, and he now has two wins, and one is against the Buffalo Bills, and it is it was just again another one of those <laughs> games that if you tuned in, you would have right away tuned away. I mean, yeah. I think I would have rather have watched the Chiefs and Packers game three or four times over before <laughs> watching this game again. Yeah, this was an ugly game, and for those that. Yeah, I mean, you guys who are listening, you can't see what Mike did, but when he said two wins, he was holding his fingers up in, in a precarious uh, position. One that Ur Urban Meyer, well, yeah, fashion. one one that Urban Meyer might be familiar with. Um, but yeah, this was a, a, a an ugly game, uh, especially for the Buffalo Bills, a team that a lot of people, including myself, would have said is one of the best teams in the NFL before coming into this week. And I just want to say, ha. To everybody that made fun of my Miami Dolphins for losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars, at least they scored some points on this defense. The, the Buffalo Bills couldn't even get that done. Um, I'm just kidding. My team is still a mess. But they won. They, they did win. They did win, uh, which the Buffalo Bills can't say this week. But to me, 
the I, I've been thinking this for weeks, and I, I you know, I, and I've said it a few times, and I've, I've tried not to harp on it too much because I think people just dismiss me as being a, a Bills hater. Which, sure, uh, you can call me a Bills hater. Their offense has some serious issues, and it's had some serious issues through the first few, uh, through the first half of the season. There's been weeks, uh, you know, at a time where their offense, uh, on at, at the beginning of games and and throughout games, struggles to get anything consistently going. And Josh Allen is not is not playing as accurately as he was last year. His accuracy is not as good as it was last year. And very much the same way with the Chiefs, this team relies so much on the big plays, and they also rely on plays where Josh Allen just does magical things, where he rolls out and, like, spins away from three guys and, like, jukes a guy out and, like, stiff arms a dude and then throws a 26-yard pass on third and 22. And it's like when those lucky plays and i i don't want to say lucky because there is skill involved but there's also some luck involved with the chiefs and the in in the bills and that luck has run out a lot for for these teams you know they're not making those big plays and you know occasionally they still do there was a few plays in this game where the bills made huge third down conversions but uh you got to find ways to to march the ball down the field methodically not not having to just rely on those deep shots those deep bombs because teams are playing that cover two and that's killed these two offenses that cover two keeping two safeties deep just covering guys down the field it's absolutely destroyed these offenses and and to me you you have to find different ways to win uh but i do i do want to i i gotta talk about the josh allen on josh allen crime we cannot not talk about that i mean josh allen the defensive end uh, slash linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who would have guessed he was the best guy named Josh Allen in this game? This guy sacked his namesake, Josh Allen. Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen once. He got an interception off Josh Allen. That's right, Josh Allen intercepted Josh Allen. And then Josh Allen got a fumble recovery on Josh Allen. Uh, what an insane thing. Like, I saw a lot of people that are like, oh, this is so dumb. Stop bringing this up all the time. Or it's like, they're over it. It's like, this is the craziest thing ever. How are you, like, people are, like, so cynical. It's like, this is insane. <laughs> this is such a crazy, not only is there a player in the NFL that has the same name as another player, but they were both first-round picks. They were both actually picked with the exact same number pick in the draft. I don't know if you, I think they were both the 11th pick or something like that. They were, so they were both picked with the same number in the draft, and then they're both, like, to to, to have two NFL players with the same name is crazy. To have them playing at the same time is insane, and then to both be really, really good at football is crazy. Like, like I don't know. I, I don't know about you. Did was this not the craziest thing? Like when I first saw it, I thought it was one of those situations. Like Marcus Mariota throws a pass to Marcus Mariota, you know, where it hits <laughs> yeah. off of something, and then he catches it. But then I realized Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen. I was like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Josh Allen recovers a fumble from Josh Allen. I was like, what? <laughs> and then Josh Allen intercepts Josh Allen. I was like, okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> and then I realized what was going on, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is nuts. I think the only thing that would make it better is if they were both number 17. <laughs> yeah, that would like, be Then it'd be like, holy cow. I mean, yeah, one of those crazy instances. And you talked about you talked about luck not, not too long ago. Um, let me just tell you, as an ASC East fan, the Jags played the Jets and the Pats in the upcoming weeks. The Jags are now two and zero against <laughs> AFC's team, so I am I'm terrified. I counted that game as a win. No longer. That is that is a scary scary game. And hey, if you're a Bills fan, I am absolutely worried for you because you get the New York Jets next week, and if 
if Mike White, Mike <laughs> Lightning is ready to go, there that's not an easy game for you either, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Mike White's coming for you, <laughs> and them Jets, they they can play some football still. So if you're the Bills, I'd be a little bit concerned if you only put up six points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I mean, yeah, it was it was quite the game. And if you look throughout all the games, I mean, we, we're not gonna go through all the games, but basically all the way down the games this week. Um, it's just a bunch of weird, weird things happening. You had the Cowboys get blown out by the, yeah. the by the Broncos. Somehow the Falcons pulling off a last minute comeback win. Uh, you had the yeah the Packers losing to the Chiefs by barely, they, but they put up twenty points combined. Titans winning. I mean, and the only thing that would have made this week better is if the Lions get a win. But I barely, I think they were barely able to win their bye week. <laughs> yes, they they barely survived the bye week. Um, yeah, an insane week of insane games. Why don't Why don't we do a quick little thing? This is not. I don't have this in the rundown or whatever or in the script. But some of the teams that suffered these weird losses. I'm gonna ask you who you're worried about and who you're not worried about. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. So the Kansas City Chiefs. Are you worried in the long term about the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, for this season, yes. Are we talking about long term as in season or couple years let's, let's or? Well, you can take it where you want. L- l- let's say this season, but it, are you? If you're concerned about the future, you can you can let us know about that as well. I'm concerned about the future because I feel like they don't have the money to spend and go get big names. Like they already have a decently stacked roster, and they're not performing well. So I don't know how they're going to get better players unless they restructure a lot of cons uh, contracts. So I am worried for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, and that's that's fair. I I, I do. I think they they just got to bank on the fact that they're going to be viewed as a Super Bowl contender and maybe teams will take discounts to play or players will take discounts to play with them you know that's what they have to be hoping for but I'm I'm concerned I'm definitely concerned I I, I that's without a doubt but why don't we talk about the Cowboys the uh, team uh, the Cowboys they essentially lost 30 to nothing in this game they had a couple garbage time scores but they were down 30 to nothing to the Denver Broncos heck of a performance by Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos but are you worried about the Dallas Cowboys going forward after a pretty embarrassing loss uh, on Sunday I'm actually not and um, for the reason being Dak came back after not essentially essentially not playing for two or three weeks he was a little rusty Um, so I'm not worried about the Cowboys and like I know they were garbage time touchdowns but for them to score within the last three minutes, two touchdowns gives them maybe a little bit of confidence going into next week. They got their offense somewhat rolling. The defense was on the field a long time in this game, so they got tired. I am not concerned for uh, for the Cowboys this season, but we'll just have to wait and see. What about you? Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where I am. Is you know, there's games like this. Teams have off games, uh, and this was this was an ugly game. And every, every I think every season. Even the good teams, they have weeks that they look back on and, and they just say, wow, we just didn't have it that week. And I think Dak Prescott really talked about that uh, in his press conference. He said, they just kicked our butt. Like, they just, we didn't play well. And I, I'm not too concerned about the, the Cowboys. I still think they have an incredible offense. And I thought that defense has played really, really well this season. Uh, but they did get manhandled in this game by the Broncos. So I'm not too concerned in the long run. But how about the Bills? Are you concerned for the Buffalo Bills going forward this season and potentially going forward with Josh Allen in the future? That's a hard one because, like, this season I'm concerned. I'm not concerned for the future. I feel like they will figure it out because when they win the game, you know, when they're playing well, you know, they're putting up 30-plus points a game. Their offense is rolling. But it seems like in the, the two or three games they've lost, They've just been they've they've kind of just stalled a little bit. They still put up decent points, but they've just kind of stalled offensively. 
So they kind of need to do what the Chiefs need to do, figure out the offense, and uh, not not always bank on the hero play. But I'm not overly concerned uh, for the Bills. Yeah, I think I think when you have the quarterback in place, you have a little leeway. So I'm not I'm not totally concerned. And although Josh Allen has struggled at times this season, I still think he's a very talented, very good quarterback. And he's gonna have. I think there's gonna be weeks where he struggles because he's. He's he's an explosive player, but he makes those mistakes. He makes those boneheaded plays at times. So I'm not overly concerned about the Buffalo Bills, but you know I think they're very lucky. Uh, them and the Chiefs alike, very lucky that the AFC East is a, is a complete or the AFC sorry in general is a mess. I mean it, nobody has any idea really what's going on in the AFC. I think they're very much helped out by that. So I'm not too concerned about the Bills, but this was definitely a disheartening loss. Um, and before we move on to winners and losers, we'll just talk a little bit about a few other, like, I, I want to give you a chance to talk about your Patriots game. What are your thoughts just real quick on, on the Patriots, uh, putting a beating on the, on the Carolina Panthers? Joe, um, it was fun to watch again. One of those games where the, the passing game struggled the entire game. Um, it really sucked are to watch. But are we you had concerned about Mac Jones at all, or or is it just as a dirty player or as a quarterback? <laughs> I was yeah, I was gonna get into that later as well. We can we can get into that. Let's was, let's say as a quarterback was, for now. <laughs> okay, as a quarterback, no, Mac Jones he didn't. He had a good completion percentage again this week, but again, I think it's more Josh McDaniels in the play calling. I don't think they're they're letting him shine. I feel like they're still holding him back a little, like the offense. It stalled with the passing game, but they just, they were running, the passing game just wasn't there. They weren't running the best plays, in my opinion. Like, they had a good run game. They, the play action and the offensive line was struggling a lot. Like, Mac Jones got absolutely obliterated on that play where, you know, the, the dirty play. <laughs> yeah, dirty play. Um, and then he had the pick to Gilmore, which was just, it wasn't the worst throw, but just, it, I don't know. It was just one of those good plays by the defense, but... I think their their game plan was drawn up to to run the ball more and and focus on the run game because I mean I believe let me pull up the stat real quick Mac Jones only threw for 139 yards on 18 pass attempts so they just I mean and they got their defense had three interceptions one was a pick six and uh, so I, they really didn't need to score many points but um, yeah no they're, they're they're I think they're fine Mac Jones is fine as quarterback they just need to get the the passing game going. But Mac as a dirty player. <laughs> yeah, what were your thoughts Mac on that? Do you, do you like do you have a defense for that, or like, or do you think that it was an intentional dirty no. play, or or what do you think happened there? I, I so Mac and Bill both claimed that um, I'm blanking on the defensive player's name. Um, anyway, they claimed that he, you know, he got hit, and then they thought he had the bar. Mac thought he had the ball. Was it Burns? I think or it Hearns was. Or? I think it was Brian Burns. I'm not totally yeah. sure. I think it was Brian Burns. They believe, or Mac said he he thought he had the ball. I think Mac was more upset that he got absolutely destroyed, <laughs> so he was upset about it. Um, dirty player. I would say Mac is not a dirty player. Was it a dirty play? I will say yes, it was a dirty play because even if you're going for a tackle around the legs, you grab the leg and you just hold on and wait for your other teammates to come and you know help you out, or you grab both legs if you can. Yeah. But to grab the leg and then twist it, yeah. that's where. And I mean, you could say you know that the player was kind of twisting around, so he was just kind of holding on for dear life. Like you can go about it either way. I think it was more like he grabbed the leg and twisted it. And you know, I've had a nasty knee injury before that was very uncomfortable. So <laughs> to watch it kind of sucked to watch. But I don't think he's a dirty player. It was just one of those heated in the moment things that he's got a he's got a control his emotions better and if he gets a fine you know he just has to learn from it yeah i i watched that play back and my initial reaction was like whoa what the heck is he doing like i was like that's dirty 
I, I can see why, like, how he could think that Brian Burns had the football. He didn't really see exactly what happened. The play doesn't look good. It certainly, if you just look at it, you know, first look, it does look like a dirty play. I, I don't like the way that he twisted around his ankle. Like, that just, it did not look good. That's not the way to tackle. Like, that's just a very, that would be a dirty way to tackle. I don't think that Mac Jones yeah. is a dirty player. Like some people are calling for him to be suspended and stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah. let's relax. I mean, I can see, you know, I can see a way in which it could have been an accident. And I'm, I'm not going to say Mac Jones is a terrorist for trying to take off <laughs> Brian Burns's ankle or whatever. I, I think it was a heat of the moment play. And, you know, he, he, he got caught up in it a little bit. So I don't think he's a dirty player, but I don't, I think he should, he should be fine for it. I mean, it is, a dangerous yeah. play, and I, I think he, I think he will be fined, and I think he should accept that fine and and learn from it. But I don't think that was a dirty play. But uh, the Patriots team in general, I think they're they're a team that's that's coming with their own. Their defense has been really impressive the last few weeks. Uh, they're a defense that's that you know they they struggle a little bit to start off the season, but they they're really coming to their own. They had three interceptions, and man, if only they had that Stephon Gilmore guy on the other on the other team. I know. <laughs> I mean, Joe, JC and Stefan would be lights yeah, can out. Can you imagine? Man, <laughs> I mean, but hey, JC, as people are calling him Justin Bethel because the announcer after he had his pick six was like, that's Justin Bethel running down the sideline. <laughs> I was like, no, it's JC Jackson. Ouch. Uh, but no, JC's looking good this year. And I'm not honestly like the defense has come around solidly. You know, it doesn't look like we're missing him. Uh, Jalen Mills has played pretty decent. And dang it, now I'm blanking on that other uh, young rookie defender's name. And he, he wears number 41. I can't think of the name at the moment, but he's really stepped up big. Linebackers have been good. So the defense looks really solid, honestly, without Stephon Gilmore. And I hope we can continue playing like this. But, Joe, before we move on, I know this is going to be a long episode, and I apologize for <laughs> That's that. That's all right. We got to talk at least for like a minute or two about your Miami Dolphins <laughs> oh, getting God. a win. Yeah, man, we did it. All right. <laughs> we, uh... Oh boy! Nice. I mean, we did it, and we did it in very unimpressive fashion against the Houston Texans. Fun fact about this game: nine turnovers in this game, the most of any game in the NFL this season. And I think that kind of that kind of puts into a bow what this game was. Just one of the ugliest football games I've ever watched. I mean, and and all you know, we we got the news right before the game started that Tua wasn't going to play because he hurt his fingy. Um, and I'm just, I don't know. I'm so, I'm so over the fact I'm, I'm so over this injury thing with two. I mean, it's a real factor. What other quarterback, I don't know what other quarterbacks not going to play in that situation. I mean, he's, yeah. it's just a bad look for a guy that struggled with injuries. You got to play. You got to play, man. I understand your finger hurts. He practiced all week. He threw all week. Why did he not play? We had to watch Jacoby Brissett be a garbage quarterback. Um, but no, hey, listen, I'll be positive. They won the game. They finally beat Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has kicked their butt for years. They finally beat Tyrod Taylor. So it's good for the Miami Dolphins to finally get a win after seven straight losses. A win's a win, you know, whatever. Maybe we can string it together and, and still make the Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mike's eating a W right now on the Skype. Very good. We ate a W this week. Uh, no, a very ugly game, but, you know. Lots of them this yeah, week, Joe. Don't sweat, man. Finally got one in the win column, just in time for them to get completely shellacked by the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night football. So Can't wait to see it, man. Looking forward to that. Why don't we go into biggest winners and losers from week nine, uh, and I'll let you go first. Who's your 
biggest, whatever you want to start off with, loser or winner, who's your biggest loser or winner from week nine? Joe, I'm going to go biggest winner to Tennessee Titans. Um, after we talked a lot, down, talked down on them a lot at the beginning of the season, they've really come into to shape these past few weeks. And, you know, to beat the Los Angeles Rams, like that really showed that they're a team to, you don't want to mess with the, the Tennessee Titans. And for my loser, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, just for the fact that they got Dak Prescott back. We were all expecting a 35 to 14 shellacking against the Broncos. And to just come out and absolutely just fall apart on national television, Joe. It, it was quite embarrassing. But, you know, hopefully they can get a turnaround. But for this week, they will be my biggest loser. And the Titans will be my biggest winner. What do you got? Those are good picks. I had those in consideration for mine. I'm going to go with my biggest winner from week nine. I'm going to say I'm going to say it's the Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, the guy's been blasted. All, you know, all season long, everybody's calling for him to be fired and he's going to be fired. You know, this was a big win for them. Despite scoring no, Absolutely. scoring no touchdowns, you beat one of the best teams in the NFL. Like nobody would have ever given them a shot to win. I think they were like two score underdogs in this game. Like it was just not even close. Uh, so a big win for old Urban Meyer uh, and, jo- and uh, Trevor Lawrence got hurt in this game. I think he's going to be okay, so that's another big win. You didn't lose Trevor Lawrence, so good win for Urban Meyer. My biggest loser, I have a few written down here. I'm going to make a decision on the spot right now. Nah, um, go ahead and list two or three. Okay, that's all fine, right, Joe. fine. I'll, it's your show. I'll, you make I'll the rules. I'll break the rules. I'm going to say I'm going to start with the 49ers. I think the 49ers Ooh. are a big-time loser. To lose to uh, the Arizona Cardinals in convincing fashion, they got they got whooped by Colt McCoy Yep. And the, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins didn't play, and yep. Colt McCoy starting at quarterback, and it wasn't close. And this is a team that mm-hmm. I think had Super Bowl aspirations before the season, and so just a disappointing season as a whole. And you know their quarterback position looks foggy, and Kyle Shanahan getting all this praise for being an amazing coach. He's had a lot of losing. He's done a lot of losing there in San Francisco, despite that one Super Bowl season. I mean, he's he's going to have to answer some tough questions ahead, and. Some other losers, I mean, the Bills, obviously, that's a really embarrassing loss. And then I think the Bengals are one of the biggest losers from yeah. from this week. They were a team two weeks ago, number one seed in the number AFC. Number one seed, I believe. Now? Now they're not even in the playoff nope. picture. They're last in their division. They're the last place nope. team in the AFC North after two weeks ago being the number one seed in the NF, NF, or sorry, the AFC uh, a disappointing fall from grace. Hopefully they can bounce back. But to me, this was a disheartening week uh, being dominated by the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't really close. Joe Burrow really struggled. A really impressive win for the Browns. I, you could definitely count them as one of the biggest winners from week nine. But yeah, oh, yeah. a disappointing performance uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals. But why don't we move on to our next segment uh, in our, it's our mid-season awards. We've officially, by the time you're listening to this, we've made it through the halfway point of the 2021 uh, 2022 NFL season. Um, and we did our award predictions at the beginning of the season. And why not do it midway through? Why don't we pick who we think at the current point is the MVP, the, uh, the uh, comeback player of the year, the defensive player of the year, the offensive rookie of the year, all that. And then we'll throw in a couple other 
um, awards that we didn't do at the beginning of the season. But, Mike, why don't you start things off? Who's your coach of the year uh, through nine weeks in the NFL season? So in the in the off season, I put uh, uh, I believe it was Brandon Staley of the Chargers, yeah. and I've changed to Mike Vrabel right. of the Titans. Yeah, I think he's really um, he's really guided that team now to a seven and two record after getting absolutely shellacked by the Cardinals week one. They've quietly snuck into seven and two, and no, Mike Vrabel's really done well um, to to bring that team back, and they look like a scary tough team. Like that's a team you don't want to go play right now, Joe. One hundred percent. What about you? I'm actually kind of ticked off at you because I have Mike Vrabel as my coach of the year as well. I thought I was being so Very smart nice. and sneaky with that. I thought that was such a good pick, so I, I like your pick. Mike Vrabel is also my coach of the year. I considered John Harbaugh and, and Cliff Kingsbury as well. I think John Harbaugh mm-hmm. has done a good job coaching up a very injured team, and obviously the Cardinals yeah. are really good. But the Titans, they've beat some really good teams. And if they can continue to win without Derrick Henry, I mean, that is impressive. And the way their defense has turned around, I think Mike Vrabel absolutely deserves the midseason award of coach of the year. And I'm, I'm actually – it's kind of funny that we both thought of the same thing uh, Mike Vrabel as the coach of the year. Let's see if we agree with any of these other ones. Who's your? Com- I think that we actually might agree with this next one. Who's your comeback player of the year uh, through nine weeks in the NFL season? Through nine weeks, I still have Dak Prescott, Joe. Even though he he was not the best quarterback this week, I still think Dak has played very well throughout the season, and I think he will pick it up and play very well next week and continue to play well into the playoffs. So I think Dak's gonna walk away with that award pretty well. Yep, I I got Dak Prescott as well. I agree with you on there as well. Um, he's 69% completion percentage on the season, 2,045 yards, 18 touchdowns, five interceptions, all coming off a brutal, brutal ankle injury where he, I mean, his leg was snapped in half. Uh, I love Dak Prescott. I think he's a a tremendous guy. All the stuff that he's got to go through the last like few years with his mom dying and then his brother dying and he's talked about his battle with depression and and, and that injury I think he's an amazing human being and it's really cool to see him improving even though he did struggle this this last week to me he's a top five quarterback in the NFL me and you have agreed on that for weeks now absolutely he's he's awesome and uh, really cool to see him uh, come back like that and why don't you uh, why don't you give me your offensive rookie of the year through nine weeks mike joe um i i think i had mac jones and i'm switching to jamar chase All right and i don't think either of us thought this in the offseason after the um him talking about the football being harder to catch jamar chase has looked absolutely lights out as a re- as a young rookie receiver and he's been absolutely fun to watch and he just puts up monster numbers it seems like every week so i think he should be able to get the rookie of the year if he continues to play the way he has been playing. Wow, I'm actually surprised. I thought you were going to stick with Mac Jones. I thought you were going to go with the homer pick on that one. He's he's a dirty player, he's Joe. <laughs> I, can't, I can't follow that. That's great. Yeah, he's a dirty player. You can't do it. I forgot to say the things, uh, my the picks that I had at the beginning of the season. For coach of the year, I believe I had Sean McVay as my coach of the yep. year at the beginning of the season. Now I have Mike Rabel. And then comeback player of the year, I had Dak Prescott. And then for rookie of the year, I believe I had Trevor Lawrence. I do not have that at this point. He's struggled through some games. I also have Jamar Chase. So this is just going to be a big agreeing fest between me and you, this whole thing, I guess. I'm going to, yeah, Jamar Chase has been dominant at times this season. I mean, a deep threat, a guy who can just take the top off defenses. Um, He's got 44 receptions, 
for 838 yards receiving. That's third in the NFL, which is crazy as a rookie. He also has seven touchdowns, which is also third in the NFL. He's a guy who's really impressed me. I thought I thought about some other guys. I thought I think Mac Jones would probably be second. I mean, he's a quarterback, and I think he's played the best out of the rookie quarterback so far. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then an underrated rookie season, I think N- Najee Harris has quietly had himself yeah. a really good rookie season after a quiet start. But I tried to trade for him in fantasy, but that got rejected. Yeah, he's listen. He's very. He's a high prize uh, player in for, in fantasy right now. He is. He's been playing really well, especially as a receiver. Uh, but you know, to me, uh, Jamar Chase is is the obvious answer for offensive rookie of the year. Who do you have for defensive rookie of the year? And uh, I laugh because I f- I have a feeling we're about to agree on this one as well. Yeah, Joe, uh, mine actually hasn't changed since the beginning of the season. (laughs) I'm going to go with Micah Parsons on the Dallas Cowboys. He's been playing lights out. The boy just doesn't come off the field, especially since he switched from, I believe it was linebacker or outside linebacker to now defensive end. And he says he doesn't care about his position. He just wants to play football. And so I believe Micah should easily walk away with that award. Yeah, and I agree with you again. I got Micah Parsons. I also had Micah Parsons to start the season. He's a guy, he's all over the place. And you just knew from the beginning he was going to be a dominant player and he's i think he is the jenga piece on that on that uh on that Dallas Cowboys defense he he really runs the show as a rookie already he's all over the place i love you saying he doesn't he doesn't care about what what position he plays he's just a dog he's just going to go out and make plays he's got 10 tackles for loss on the season he's got 5 sacks uh 52 combined tackles he's a versatile player he plays all over the field uh, and so to me, yeah, Micah Parsons absolutely is the defensive rookie of the year. Um, who do you have, Mike, for um, your defensive player of the year through nine weeks uh, of the 2021 the, NFL season? Joe, this is where we might disagree. Right. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with J.C. Jackson on the New England. All Patriots. right. J.C. Jackson. I really wanted I really wanted to go with Trayvon Diggs because, you know, he has seven interceptions, was, which is leading the league. But he's also been one of those players. He can have a pick six and on the next play, give up a 75 yard bomb. Yep. He's very hot and cold. And J.C. is more of a lockdown, a true traditional lockdown corner. He has five interceptions, 38 tackles. And you don't want to throw to his side of the his side of the field. He had a pick six last week and an interception in the end zone. So JC is as locked down as they get. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's also having himself a, a pretty good solid season. Doesn't have as many picks, but I'm going to go with a bit of a homer pick. I don't think he's going to win the award, but he has played lights out this year, and especially with the way the Pats defense is just on the rise. I think he's going to continue to have success this year. I actually like that pick. I think JC Jackson has played really good, uh, even though it is maybe a little bit of a homer pick. I thought if you're going to go with a Patriot, you might go with Matthew Judon. But I know oh, he's been really, really you know, good Joe, this season, too. I, I really I thought of it hard. Like, Judon's been lights out. I just, I don't know, something about JC. I feel like he's going to finish with 10-plus interceptions yeah, this year. He's played really good. He's a free agent this upcoming year. He's making himself a lot of money. Who did you have to start the year uh, at the beginning of the season for defensive uh, player of the year? Uh, I had Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, okay. I, yeah. I had, at the beginning of the season, I believe Chase Young. That Washington defense has not been that good, so definitely don't have him now. For me, I thought about a f- few players. I thought about Trayvon Diggs. He's got seven interceptions. He's kind of cooled down. Like you've said, he's kind of a boomer bust guy. I thought about potentially yeah. T.J. Watt, who's playing right now. I think he has two sacks on Monday Night Football as we're recording this, so he's having himself a game. But to me, I went with Miles Garrett, the edge rusher for the Cleveland Browns. Okay. 
he can just I mean he's a game wrecker yeah he is he, Mike is flexing right now he's got the guns and he is he is a dominant player he's, he leads the league in sacks with 12 he leads the league in quarterback hits with 23 and he's a guy who can just take over games I remember that game against the Bears I mean I think he had four sacks in that game he is a game wrecker and I think it was only a matter of time before Miles Garrett won a defensive player of the year and to me he's very much ready to do that this season so he's my uh, defensive player of the year. It's a good pick. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think he's, he's just incredible. He's an incredible player. Um, I mean, when you're getting tested for PDs like three times a season, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to be doing something I right. I mean, he looks like he's on every PED you could possibly invent. That guy is just muscle. But have you ever seen the picture of him in high school when he's like standing beside a high school, like other high school guys, and he just looks like a superhero? I have not seen that picture, but I've seen a lot of like NFL players that just there's a reason they're in the NFL because yeah. they just are built different. Yep. They're so much bigger than their uh, colleagues back in in high school. One hundred percent. And Miles Garrett is built different. Um, who do you have as your offensive player of the year for twenty twenty one? Joe, I would not be surprised if we didn't agree on this one as well. I'm gonna go. I don't know who I had at the beginning of the year. Um. Man, who was it now, Joe? I'm trying to think who you had. I can't I remember now. I had now. Christian McCaffrey. Devonta Adams. Oh, yes, it was Devonta Adams. Adams. And I'm going to go with Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. He has had by far one of the best seasons, if not the best season up to this point by any wide receiver. He has absolutely dominated the wide receiver uh, groups. For some reason, my phone is uh, blanking right now, so I can't pull up a stat line, Joe. I don't know. Um, who did you have? I'll, I'll come back right. to his stats. I also line. had Cooper Cup. I can help you out. I have his stats uh, written perfect. down. Yeah, I think Cooper Cup has been dominant. I just looked it up. I had Alvin Kamara before the season started. Um, I think that uh, Alvin Kamara has been awesome, but Cooper Cup has been so dominant through nine weeks of the NFL season. He, um, let me let me pull up his stats here. He has 74 receptions, which is first in the NFL. He's got over a thousand yards, thousand nineteen yards, which is first in the NFL, and then oh, he's got ten touchdowns, which is first in the NFL. Uh, he is a guy who is just dominating in every statistical category. He's got a, over a hundred and thirty more yards than the next closest receiver, which is Debo Samuel. Uh, and he, fun fact, he's the first receiver uh, since Jerry Rice to have a thousand yards through nine games. So, I mean, this is a a historic season for Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been, wow. I mean, he's been so dominant through nine weeks for the Rams. Yeah, and I mean, if Jared Goff stays with Los Angeles, we don't know if Cooper Cup ever gets to this point. So, it could be Matthew Stafford making him look very, very talented because they have a pretty, pretty well, uh, they have a lot of talent on that offense. Um, and so, yeah, Cooper Cup's been absolutely wrecking the league this year. And it's been... Quite fun to watch because I honestly thought it would be Devontae Adams. Um, there was a few other players at the beginning of the year I figured would just go off, but Cooper Cup was not one of them. And to see Cooper Cup having the success he is, it's, it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah, 100%. I think if Derrick Henry didn't get injured, I think he would be very much in the running for this award. I think yeah. he probably would win it, honestly. Uh, but it's too bad that he uh, got injured. But I think that Cooper Cup very much deserves it. So why don't we get to the big award? the MVP, the most valuable player before the season, I believe I had Patrick Mahomes and you had Russell Wilson 
as your yep. MVP uh, award winner in the preseason preview. Um, I'm going to tell you, you no know, right now. I don't have Patrick Mahomes right now, and I'm I have a feeling you don't, don't you have don't Russell have Russell Wilson. Wilson. So who do you have as your MVP through nine weeks? Joe, I really struggled with this one. Um, there was quite a few players I was going through, but you know, time and time again, it usually ends up being a quarterback. And Kyler Murray's just had a really solid year this year. So I, I'm going to take Kyler Murray wow. uh, to win the NFL MVP. Josh Allen was one of them I thought of. But, you know, with the way they struggled against the Jags, I can't think of him. Tom Brady was another one. But I, I really think Kyler Murray's just played um, outstanding to have, bring them to. Uh, they were, what, 8-7-0. and no, seven and oh, Sadly lost the game. Um but now they are sitting at eight and one and he didn't even play this last week. So yeah, I believe Kyler Murray should be able to take that award if he continues to play the way he has this yeah, season. Yeah, hopefully he gets healthy and, and continues to play yeah. so he can he can secure that award. And I also struggle with this one. I mean, there's it feels like nobody's really separated themselves. Like there's a there's a bunch of guys that I kind of feel are in the same bunch, and it's like Matthew Stafford and and Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. Mac Jones. And Mac <laughs> Mac Jones. He just so casually put that in there. Uh, but to me, uh, my MVP is Tom Brady uh, through nine weeks of the oh, NFL wow. season. Yeah, I got to go with old Tom Brady. Um, the guy's been, I mean, this is, he's in his prime somehow at 40, what, 44, 45, 44, 44 years old. Joe, imagine our dad's playing football. That's what, that's what <laughs> that's we're witnessing. Essentially what we're witnessing right now. It's insanity. Uh, he has a 67% completion percentage, uh, 2,771 yards, which is second in the NFL. And he's only behind Matthew Stafford, who's actually played an extra game. So he's pretty much leading the league in receiving yards. He has 25 touchdowns to five interceptions. That's the most touchdowns in the NFL. And uh, to me, the MVP is also very much a narrative-based uh, award. A lot of narr narrative uh, go goes into it. And to me, to be 44 years old, he would be the oldest MVP of all time. And I think that helps his case. So to me, Tom Brady is my MVP through nine weeks of the NFL season. Uh, but I like your pick of Kyler Murray as, as well. I think that he's definitely in contention. And, and Lamar Jackson is another guy I considered. I think Lamar Jackson has been literally the most valuable player for that Baltimore Ravens team. He is so valuable. Um, but quickly before we go on to the picks, why don't we just add a couple more awards? I wanted to get in. Who Who's your most surprising team? Who's a team that you, you, know, you weren't expecting much of going into the season and they've really surprised you? Um, in 2021. Well, Joe, I I mean, we brought him up probably four or five times in this podcast. It's not so much a team that I didn't think was going to be amazing, but after week, the first two weeks of the season, I thought they were just going to finish like almost dead last in the league. And again, we have the Tennessee Titans being one of my most surprising teams. Um, and the reason being is their offense, other than the run game, hasn't been a spectacular. Like I said, they got blown out week one, and somehow their defense has just come together. They now have lost Derrick Henry and still managed to beat one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. So they are definitely one of the more surprising teams in the NFL. And outside of them, I probably would have said the Arizona Cardinals because after the way they kind of fell apart last season, um, to, to start the season 7-0, and like really mind-blowing. Cliff Kingsbury's got that team playing well, but I'm going to go with the Titans. That's a good pick. I like that pick a lot. And you you, you, you gave away my other my team, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, no, Joe. It's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are my most surprising team. They were a team that 
I thought was going to be last in that division. That was a really talented division going into this into this uh, season, and I, I I thought they would be an all right team, like kind of a 500, like barely you know squeaking by team, but they've been so impressive, and they've just and this last week was so impressive to me to be able to dominate a division rival without your starting quarterback and without your starting wide receiver, uh, such a surprise. Cliff Kingsbury. He's been a tremendous coach, a guy that I kind of wrote off and a lot of people kind of wrote off. He's had a re- himself a really good year. So I'm going to choose the Cardinals. And then one final thing, who's been your most disappointing team? Who's a team that you had high expectations for only to see them fall flat on their face uh, in the 2021 season? Joe, it's kind of funny because surprisingly the team I'm about to say has got a winning record in the NFL. They are 5-4 and four, and it's Kansas City Chiefs. Um, coming into this season, I expected as much as I didn't want to, don't want to say it. I expected the chiefs to, to really come out and be a hot team and be an automatic one to two seed in the AFC. And they are, I don't even think they're in the the playoff picture at the moment. Now that the Pats are five and four as well, I believe the Pats are the seventh seed. Now, if if I'm not wrong, the uh, chiefs are the eighth seed. Um, so yeah, the chiefs with the amount of struggles they've had offensively, defensively, it's been it's been sad and hard to watch, um, but I like I said I don't think their season's over yet. I think they have a potential and they have a chance, but they really just got to get that offense figured out. That's a good pick. I I, I like that pick. For me, uh, it's a homer pick. It's the Miami Dolphins, uh, and I, I thought about other teams. I think the Washington Football Team's been very disappointing yep. as well. But to me, the Dolphins. This was a team that was supposed to take the next step. The rebuild was supposed to be done. They were supposed to be ready to compete. They were supposed to be a playoff team. They were supposed to win 12 games, and they've looked like a disaster. And, uh, you know, they they won a game this week, so I'll give them credit there. But it's just been a disheartening season for the Dolphins. Everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. Tua just never is able to play, uh, even though he's playing all right when he is playing. And then you have the Deshaun Watson drama that's just constantly being brought up. Uh, Brian Flores has look, looked like a, a bad coach uh, many times throughout this season. Um, they're the, one of the worst offenses in football, cannot score 30 points to save their life. Um, their defense has had a huge regression. So for me, the most disappointing team is definitely the Miami Dolphins, a team that I had high hopes for. And I think a lot of people had high hopes for, but just really, really dropped the ball, uh, this season. But yeah, it's, and I mean, it's sad when, when your starting quarterback gets hurt and you hear less about him and more about Deshaun Watson. And then when he is playing, you then still don't hear about your starting quarterback. You still hear about Deshaun Watson. Yep. So it's like, I mean, if I'm Tua, I'm just going to be injured. Like, why even play? Yeah, well, that, that's you know the mean? thing. They've done it to themselves. They've done it to themselves. They could yep. have come out and said, hey, we're not interested in Deshaun Watson. But they very ar- obviously are. And this is something that's going to carry on with this team into the offseason. And I don't think it will end until Deshaun Watson is a member of the Miami Dolphins. Um, so they've really done it to themselves and a disappointing season for the Dolphins. But that wraps up our our midseason awards. Uh, a lot of agreeing there early on, but we had some some different takes uh, later on in the awards. That was a fun segment, in my opinion. So why don't we move on to... I loved it. Not not, not so much fun. Uh, our picks. Our pickums for the week. And Mike, last week... Eesh. Last week was a struggle bus. Uh, two weeks ago, we got our wives to pick our our picks, and honestly, we should have maybe done that again because 
I think they honestly both picked better than we did this I th- week. I think they did. I think, honestly, we could have got our, our children to do the picks this week. Yeah. And they might have done a better job than we did. I think if my calculations are correct, we both finished 5-8 and eight last week. That's without the Monday night game that's currently going on as we're recording this right now. Uh, that brings me to a season total of 79-55. and 55, And Mike, two games back at 77-57. and 57. Uh, So why don't we try to to somehow improve on those picks this week? And why don't we start on Thursday night? My Miami Dolphins host the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm going to pick the Ravens to win because they always destroy the Dolphins. And I don't see this being any different. See, what sucks about this one is I want to go with the Ravens, but it's just the way the NFL has been this year, Joe. (laughs) Like, it literally, I'm going to pick the Ravens because I'm just going to do it. But uh, it, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if the Dolphins somehow win this game. The NFL's been weird. They are playing in my. They're playing in yeah. Miami. Listen, the NFL's been weird, and Thursday night games are always weird. But yeah. I don't know if they're this weird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, and you know, a lot of these picks this week, I actually had a lot of trouble with this one. This game that we just talked about, not so much. But some of these other games, I actually, th- I thought found this to be a tough week to pick games. But why don't we move on to the next game? This one not so tough for me. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, visiting the Washington football team. And I'm going to take the Buccaneers and my MVP through nine weeks, Tom Brady, to pick up a win against the football team. Yeah, Joe, I'm going to go with Tom Brady as well in the in that Buccaneers offense. They've struggled, but they are starting to get healthy. I know some players are coming back now from injury. So the Bucs should be able to win this game with, pretty, uh, with, with ease. Absolutely. And then on to the Detroit Lions uh, coming up fresh off a victory in their bye week uh, to face off against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh. They haven't been overly impressive this season, but it doesn't take a whole lot. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. The Detroit Lions have played hard, but, I mean, I, I still think that Steelers defense is going to give Jared Goff fits. Who you got in this game? You know, Joe. Oh, boy. I think it's time. Oh boy. <laughs> coming off a of bye week. I think Motor City Dan's really put it into his players. I think the Lions get their first win, Joe. No way. We're gonna go with we're gonna go with Detroit. <laughs> I think it's finally about time. All right. All right. And if they lose, I will then officially be done. <laughs> yeah, you said that a couple of weeks ago. My my uh my Skype was kind of like glitching out and I could hardly hear you, but I I just could assume exactly what you were saying. Uh, and you're just all in on the on the lines. Even they're like that X that you just keep going back to, even though they hurt you all the time. I respect that. You know, I mean, I res- you know, I it's just hard to you know. Motor City's got a special spot. He's got a special spot in my heart. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's let's move on to the New Orleans Saints versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, this is actually a tough game to pick because I think the Saints have Saints have played well, although they did lose this week to the uh, to the um, to the Falcons. I'm still going to pick the Titans. I'm done underestimating the Titans. To me, they're one of the best teams in the NFL, and they deserve uh, me to pick them this week. Who you got in this game? Yeah, I think they're going to get Adrian Peterson going. Um, I think the Titans should get the run game going, which will help the, which will help the pass game. So I don't think the Saints will have uh, much success against that defense either. So we're going to go with Tennessee. All right, and then on to Atlanta versus Dallas. I'll keep it short. I think Dallas bounces back uh, in this game. Who you got? Exactly. They're uh, nine-point favorites, and I'm going to take the Cowboys uh, with those odds. All right, and then Cleveland at New England. Your Patriots facing the Browns, who just came off a big win, and this was a tough pick for me. 
I uh, I really struggle with this one. I originally picked New England. I thought they would, you know, their defense has played really well. Uh, but I think that Miles Garrett, Jadevian Clowney, this, you know, Denzel Ward, that defense, I think they might make things hard on Mac Jones, especially if um, who's that? Um, Damian Harris and and that other Ramondre Stevenson. If they're they got injured in this last game, if they're not there, I think it could be a, a struggle for Mac Jones. So I'm going to pick Cleveland to win. Who you got in this game? Joe, I'm going to go with the Pats. Um, they are 1.5 uh, point favorites. Um, I think that they're at home, which will which will help, even though they've struggled at home this season. But their defense, I think, can can stop the Browns. And I mean, the Browns is the Browns. Um, but yeah, I think New England, they're going to focus on getting the ball out of Mac's hands quickly, and they're going to try to get the run game going, even if Brandon Bolden is the starting running back. So I think they'll they'll design this game to, you know, get it, get an early lead and then try, just try to hold it. Um, but I, I'm going to take the Pats. I think they can pull it out. All right, very good. And then on to the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. I think the Bills will get a bounce back win here. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Bills to beat the Jets. Who you got in this game? Joe, it sucks because I don't know who's starting at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, the Bills open as 13-point uh, favorites. But I mean, if Mike White plays, okay. I think I think the Bills are in for a in for a surprise, <laughs> and I'm gonna pick New York. Really? Joe. Okay, all right. If Mike, but I I just don't want to get roasted if Zach Wilson plays. I'm picking the Jets just because of Mike White starting, because I think honestly Mike White is a decently good quarterback for the Jets. So I'm gonna pick them based off Mike White starting. If if Zach Wilson starts, you don't roast okay, me. Okay, all right. I, I like you taking chances. You're you're more risky with this than me. You you're you're down to have a little more fun. But I mean, the NFL's been absolutely unpredictable, so you kind of got to play for that. That's fair enough. That's that's very true. Uh, and then uh, a divisional matchup: the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, despite the Jags picking up a big win this week, I still think the Colts are rounding into a, a fairly good team. I like Jonathan Taylor. I think Carson Wentz, if he can just cut down on the mistakes, uh, I think they can be a good team. Who you got in this game? Carson Wentz can protect his body like good <laughs> night. Um, but I'm going to take the, the Indianapolis Colts as well, Joe. Good pick. And then on to the Minnesota Vikings versus the Los Angeles Chargers. And, and I'm actually going to pick Minnesota in this game. Uh, I think Minnesota's played really close with a lot of good teams, and I think they could give people a surprise against the Chargers. No, that's a good pick, Joe. And I mean, the Vikings have just struggled to close this season, but I mean, the Chargers, I feel like they're going to get one of them. I, they, they were able to pull it off against Philadelphia, and I really think that they're going to get a statement win this week. Even though the Vikings are 3-5, and five, I think the Chargers will pull this one out and really prove that they deserve to be 6-3 and three after this victory. Very good. And then on to Carolina versus Arizona Sam Darnold is a complete mess he might not even play in this game I hope he doesn't play in this game because he's been a disaster uh the last few weeks uh, the Cardinals whether or not they have Kyler Murray to me they're winning this game no I agree 100% I think honestly Deshaun they they need I think the Panthers need to go after Deshaun Watson because right now it, Sam Darnold looks absolutely yeah, awful and I, I bet you I, I guarantee they will go after some quarterback for sure and it, it will most likely be Deshaun Watson in the offseason and then on to f wait if they wait if they wait five more years they can get Tom Brady <laughs> you never know you never know yeah uh, let's move on to Philadelphia versus Denver this was a tough pick for me the, both these teams I thought played pretty well I mean Philadelphia didn't win this last week but they they looked good against the Chargers and then Denver had a big statement win against the Cowboys but I'm going to pick 
Denver just because it's at home. It's in Denver, Mile High Stadium. It's tough to play up there with that altitude, so I'm going to pick Denver. Who you got in this game? Yeah, Joe, I'm also going to go with Denver. They had a, they had a big statement win in, in uh, Dallas, and the Eagles have just been struggling to close out games as well, so we're going to go with the Broncos. All right, and then on to Seattle versus Green Bay. This one was so tough for me to pick because I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is playing or not. I know Russell Wilson seems to be back this week, so I'm going to pick Seattle, honestly, to win this game. Russell Wilson's return, I don't know if Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers is starting, so I'm going to, I'm just going to, I guess, play it safe, but I don't feel good about it, the Seattle Seahawks, to win this game. See, I'm, I'm going to go with the take that Aaron Rodgers is starting. I don't see them sitting Aaron Rodgers again, and if they do, I'd be very surprised. I know based off COVID protocols, it, it could happen. But I'm taking Aaron Rodgers starting and the Packers getting a bounce back win against All Seattle. Right. Hopefully, I hope Aaron Rodgers is starting because that would make this game more entertaining. But then on to yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night football. Another tough game here to pick. Both teams, uh, well, they didn't both win. Kansas City got a win. Uh, the, 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 the Raiders struggled against the Giants and, and, and picked up a loss. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick Kansas City. I just think, I don't know. Eventually, they'll figure out one of these weeks. Who you got in this game? Joe, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think the Ra the way the Chiefs have played this season, you know, they've struggled week in, week out. And I think the Raiders, even though they've also struggled, um, I think that their offense can produce points. And I think their defense might be able to hold the Chiefs. And we've seen the Chiefs not be able to put up a lot of points in certain games, especially these last two weeks. So I think the Raiders can outscore them early and, and, and hold the lead. That's a good pick. I would not be surprised at all to see um, that happen, but you you never know. Hopefully one of these weeks they figure it out. In can and it's, it is a division it game. It is a division so. game, and it is in Las Vegas, so you never know. Um, and then on to the Monday night game, the final game for Week 10, uh, the Los Angeles Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers. Give me the Rams. I don't trust the 49ers at all right now. Yeah, Joe, I don't need to speculate anything besides the Rams winning this game. I mean, it's that simple. Yep, and I think think a lot of people will agree with, with us on that one. And it's that simple. The, the podcast is over. This is the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another one. I had a really dang good time on this week's episode. Uh, we had it all. We had a new surprise guest at the beginning of the episode, and then we brought in old reliable Mike to come close out the podcast. And I thought... He kicked butt in this week's episode, Mike. Thank you so much for doing that once again. Joe, I appreciate the word old uh, <laughs> in that statement there. That really, yeah. that really helps. You're an old but man now. No, nah, Joe, you know, I, I am and I, you know, I, I feel old, but no, Joe, it's, it's easy when you're, when you're a partner, so easy to feed off of. Uh, I think you performed stellar in this episode and it really made oh, my job that much it. easier. So hats off to you. I'll, I'll give you a little bow and tip of the cap. So, Hey man. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I'll do, I guess I'll just take the compliments, but, um, if you guys want to give us compliments, fe please feel free. Give us a five-star review. Give us a good rating on Apple podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, hit the subscribe button. It'll automatically download the episodes. That's so awesome. That makes your life so much easier. Make sure you share this thing with your friends. If you like the podcast, you like football, you like me and Mike, you know, shooting the breeze, talking football. Don't be selfish. Absolutely. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with your grandparents. Share it with your aunt and uncles. Uh, Thanksgiving. Share it with your dogs. Uh, this, uh, yeah, anybody. Thanksgiving's coming up. Just play it 
over a Bluetooth speaker at your Thanksgiving gatherings. Um, Share it with the turkeys. Yeah, exactly. Um, and follow us, the show, on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Adam Jojo. I forgot to post the pics this week. That's my bad. That's uh, that's not good on my part. Joe, I don't think you forgot. I think you knew what you were doing <laughs> because of how bad we were going to do. So yes. he didn't forget. It was now intentional. There's no evidence everybody. of our picks. Very good. But that will wrap up this week's show. Looking forward to a fun week 10. Hopefully some competitive games. Hopefully more chaos. Honestly, it's good for podcasting. Uh, for Mike and for JT and for Joel, who was on the episode, and for myself... We will catch you guys on the next one.